PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Hey, what's up, gang? It's me, Chris Crespo, hanging out in the Cinema Crespediso studio. Checking in on y'all. How are you doing? Have you signed up for the Patreon yet? Go ahead and do it now. Patreon.com slash episodes are episodes 469, 470, 471. They're all there now. How do you like that? We just put out our review of The Tragedy of Macbeth. Only half of the Coen brothers, this time around, starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDermott. What did we think about it? Head on over there to Patreon to find out at episode 4... 471? 471, that makes sense. Uh, but like I said, I wasn't going to leave your freeloaders with nothing. I'll just give you old content. How about that? How about this episode from 2019? Fall 2019 is when it came out. September, I believe. Where we went long on Fight Club. Drew and I rewatched the movie. And as opposed to the first two rules of Fight Club, we decided to talk about it in depth. So listen to this. It's Drew. It's me. We talk about the making of it. We talk about the movie itself, what we like about it. And uh, we had a lot of fun. It was a good time. And if you enjoyed this deep dive on this movie and you want to hear our other deep dives, you know where to go. Patreon.com slash So will give you what you're looking for. We are doing Revenge Annuary. Movies about revenge. That's a lot of fun. And then February is right around the corner. So here we go. Here's our Fight Club episode from 2019. just got done finishing i just finished it when was the last time you watched it before this <coughs> uh, sometime in college i'm sure oh goodness i mean it's not I mean, 17 years ago 18 years ago i mean I, I i watched it so much in college yes and then like wore that tape out just out of college like it was like a thing often like it was a, it was a straight up thing yeah it, it was like a thing for a while and then you know it became part of the cultural zeitgeist yes and, and then as i'm watching it today like literally got done with it 10 minutes ago and mm -mm -mm. it still feels just as re relevant today as it did 20 years ago it is <laughs> but i would have to say oh man i think the last time since i've sat down and watched it start to finish similar thing yeah since college uh like i said it was like a thing 
in college. It was a gigantic thing. It was a huge thing. We'll talk about that more. But uh, I feel like now watching it now, older, uh, more the age of the characters in this movie, feeling like, God, this guy is full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just just one point of view. Definitely a different reaction to... uh, (laughs) 18 year old me was like, yeah, burn it all down. Like, this makes sense to me. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, these are goddamn idiots. <laughs> oh, these idiots. Fight Club, two hours and 19 minutes. R rated. Came out in 1999. Yeah. Supposed to come out uh, late April, early May. Okay. Uh, Columbine happened. Oops. Ah, Columbine. yes. No, that's a, what is that popping here? No, not really. I'll pull that out. Or maybe I'm not paying attention. I don't know. That. Anyway, uh, yeah. Columbine happened. Rough. Uh, Fox got scared. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, this is a violent movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, let's let's push it back a couple of months. They pushed it back. That still didn't didn't help it. Um, Chuck Palahniuk wrote the book. Yeah, he was. Wait, let's go back earlier. He was <laughs> he was camping. Okay, all right. And there were uh, campers nearby, and uh, they were playing their music a bit too loud for Chuck's taste. Yep. Uh, this is up in like the Portland area, I guess. So he's like, "Hey, you guys, you mind turning it down?" Gets in a bit of an altercation with them. Uh, shows up to work on Monday with a face all fucked up, cuts and bruises, mm-hmm. and no one said anything to him, and that surprised him. He was like, he realized if he showed up looking fucked up enough, no one's gonna want to ask what do you do in your spare time. In your spare yeah. time. So he starts at the same time. He's like writing. Uh, his first book offer was rejected. He he couldn't get it published anywhere. So uh, he's like writing in his spare time, putting all these things together, and he comes up with uh, Fight Club. Manages manages to sell it for a very small sum. It's what he called kiss off money, mm-hmm. somewhere between six and seven thousand yeah. dollars. What had happened was an editor liked his book and was trying to get a publisher to pick it up. The publisher, not wanting to destroy the relationship with the editor. Said, okay, we'll do it. But then they offered the writer what they thought would be like walk away money. Like, yeah. uh, like this is disgusting. How dare you? Like, fuck you. I'm leaving and mm-hmm. I'm taking my book with me. Chuck took the money. He was like, yeah, okay, cool. Let's do this. It's like, this is my first book. I'm taking the money. I, don't know. I, I need cash. I need, I need it. I'm a, I'm a diesel fitter for a truck company. My life sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, while he's working this job, he said he was working with guys who were. Or just for sure felt that they were overeducated and underemployed for what they were doing. And he was also surrounded with a lot of guys who, unlike him, guys who uh, the parents were divorced when they were younger and their dads went on and had like better families and were like, oh, the the first kids were the fuck up kids Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's why I see that shit manifesting in the story. Um, But that wasn't happening to him. He has his own crazy story with his parents, where his parents would get divorced, but he still kept in touch with his dad. Mm-hmm. And his dad uh, went on a date with a lady whose crazy ex-husband followed him home from the date, shot them both, uh, burned down the lady's house, and is now uh, in jail serving life. Jesus. Yeah. That was his dad. Crazy. And that, that happened uh, during the Florida premiere. That happened after the movie got made. Huh. He didn't quit his job until the movie was in production. Like Smart. That's what, that was the first time he... Sorry, right, I think I can do this. He's probably also had his deal by that point for Survivor, which David Fincher was going to do next. No. But that movie features... An, it's centered on an airplane hijacking. Mm. So that got... Uh, yep. We're, got, we're got, recording this on September 11th. <laughs> hey, there you go. Hey, go figure. Whoa. Woohoo! I planned it that way. Smart guy. Um, what can you tell me about your first time watching Fight Club? No, first time I watched Fight Club, uh, me, 
I think Matty J had already seen it. Ah. And John Phillips. Isn't that funny? Yeah, someone brought me to it. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, John was working at the theater at the time, so he let us in for free. Nice. So we didn't pay anything, and it was only the three of us. <laughs> only the and, three of you. That makes I th- sense. And I think Matt left like halfway through to go do something. Yeah, he, he had seen it already. Yeah. He, so he knew. I think so. <coughs> um, that's a very funny empty theater. Yes. First time I saw it, I saw it twice in theaters. First time I saw a pretty empty theater, but it was also a late show on a Sunday. Second time I saw it, a few more people, but still. Uh, movie cost $63 million to make. Mm-hmm. Made $100 million worldwide. Yeah. Uh, about 60 of that was international. So mm-hmm. Maybe that's a good thing, though. We don't need Fight Club 2. No, no, we don't. Chuck's, Not at all. Chuck's working on it. I, I think he already... Did put, he put it out as like a comic? Yes. Yeah, he so, put it out as a graphic novel. And everyone ignored it. I totally. I saw everyone, it. I was like. I was like. I was like. Fight Club Two. No thanks. Yeah, everyone was like, we. No one asked for this, Chuck. Nope. Just like no one asked for the video game. Yeah, there was a video game, wasn't yes, there? There was. It was a terrible fighter game oh, that man. you know I owned. Yeah, of and, course. And played a lot for no reason other than it was a movie video game. I love Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, I remember my cousin. <clears throat> Uh, my cousin was hanging out with us, and he is uh, at this point, especially and probably now, still to this day, anyway. More into film than, than I was at the time. Knew more, read more, everything. And we were walking through, walking around Manhattan, and uh, we just walked past the bookstore. I stopped at the window. I always like to look at the, the books, see what they got. And they have copies of Fight Club. And he points to it, and he's like, have you seen that movie yet? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? Excuse Bare, me? <laughs> it's bar- barely on my periphery yeah. that this movie even exists. So, like, I saw there's an ad with soap. I don't know. Yeah. I remember the commercials with the golden ball. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? Oh, this looks silly. Yeah. I didn't know nothing. It's also 17 years old. Um, he's like, have you seen that? I was like, no. He's like, oh, we gotta, we, you're gonna see, you gotta see this. We have to see this movie yeah. because he's, he's seen it already. That night, it was Sunday that night back in Staten Island. We saw the latest show. Uh, when the movie was over, I wanted to, like, Go. Fuck something up no, real bad. No, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No I did. <laughs> you got the wrong message from that. The uh, I wanted to go right back into the theater and, and see the next screening. I wanted yeah. to see it again. But it was the last show of the day. So you couldn't. So I couldn't. And then Monday, uh, it was school. I'm in high school. <clears throat> um, Let's go see Fight Club. Come on. I was talking Project to Mayhem, dude. On Monday, I like, <laughs> guys, I saw this fucking crazy movie last night. <clears throat> and I tried to get as many people as I could. I've met as many people. I'm talking four or five different people. I'm like, guys, come on. We got to go see it this weekend. Uh, only one person. But I did get one person to come with right, me. There you go. Now, what had happened was uh, that weekend that I saw, it was apparently the last weekend before they decided, oh, this thing's a turkey. We're going to start yanking in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then it was no longer available. The closest theater to me was in Manhattan again. Where the whole story started yeah. for me. Uh, so me, and my friend, we had to fucking take the. I don't know how we did this. Took the train to the to the to, to the, the ferry to, to the, the bus to yeah. the bicycle we, 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 to the walk. We did so much. You had to do all these things to get to a theater in like fucking Union Square or Times Square somewhere in Manhattan. Saw this movie, and then I had the experience my cousin had, where as like the reveal is happening, I get to like see my friend. He's like he leans forward. He's like. Like he's he, he's, he's starting in, to piece it together himself. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, and he puts his wait hand, a minute, his hands are on his face. He's like, what? Like, what? Um, that was a lot of fun. I remember that often. Then, uh, so that was ninety nine. Mm-hmm. That's the so that's the end of my junior year, senior year. Then it comes out on DVD. The next year, I get it on DVD. I still have it, two discs. 
It was the first DVD I bought. Mm-hmm. That and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <clears throat> and That's an awesome twofer right there. It's a great twofer, right? <laughs> Come on. Impeccable taste, this guy, this, this kid. Get to college, and uh, of course I bring these with me, mm-hmm. and uh, watch them with friends. Uh, Bill was super into Fight Club when you we met, met. You knew Aaron. And Aaron was, of course, like he already yeah. knew more about he, movies than anything. The, yeah, exactly. And, um, and then I remember during that freshman year at UCF, someone... I don't know who organized it, but they showed Fight Club in the student union. Oh, nice. And I think they just set up a DVD player. No. Maybe even a goddamn VHS player. At the time. Because one time at UCF. Because <laughs> <laughs> this one time. This one time it went. And they, uh, Nine Inch Nails had a uh, concert film, mm-hmm. like an hour-long concert film. And I can't remember for which, which album it was. And I went with Aaron, the aforementioned Aaron. And it was at the student union somewhere, and it was set up in a room, and so a bunch of chairs set up a screen, and then as get ready to start it, he looks over, and he sees it's a VCR, and they're playing the VHS. He's like, oh, man, not even showing a DVD of it, because it's uh, 2000, 2001. Yeah. It's like, not even showing a DVD. He was so angry. I was like, oh, I'm just, watch here. It. I'm just here to see a Nine Inch Nails thing. I don't Let's know. do this. Come on. What do you mean DVD? Who cares? It's a VHS. I just watch it. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was a fucking yeah. VHS. But we showed up, like 15 of us dirty dorm kids showed up. Uh, sat all the way in the back, uh, leaning against the wall, not even the seats, nope. like past the seats, all the way in the back, because we're like, we've seen this movie so many times, uh, we can be here just like half pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Every time we, we, we watch that movie over and over, man. That's a good one. Damn good movie. Uh, haven't watched it in years, probably, I guess. Also, obviously read the book. Loved the book, read other Chuck Palahniuk stuff. Fell off after... <sighs> Lullaby? I, I never really read Diary? any pa- n- Never read any Palomar. You never read any Palomar? Nope. Invisible Monsters? Nope. Uh, I wonder how it's a fan that even holds up now. Probably probably not. Anyway. So Fight Club. I put out the poll online. Rounding rounding results came in. Resounding, I should say. In which uh, three people voted for Fight Club. <laughs> Hey, that's, I mean, that's three it was, more. There's more than the other votes. Yeah. Others, so others got one. Uh, Commando only got one. Yeah. And that was and me. That was you. And that was me. I voted for Commando. Yeah. Nobody cares about Commando. I want to do you. Commando. I want to do <laughs> Nobody but you. We're doing it anyway. Let's off some steam, Bennett. I got to pick the right movie to do for my for all my Arnold impressions. No really good impressions to do in this movie. Like, who's... No, no impressions. Just right. No one has just, like a, a great voice or delivery. There's no Chris or Walken or Sylvester Stallone. I mean, all the lines are pretty good. All great lines. No, fan, so, some fantastic lines. I wrote down some stuff no, here. No, that, exactly. That's great. Uh, but man, it starts with that brain ride. Yes, the brain ride, and then coming out of Homeboy's with the middle of his forehead comes out of his uh, third eye. Oh, come. Does it just come out of a pore? Yeah, because it yeah. comes, comes out of a pore like right in the middle of his two eyes. Yeah, and then, and then travels down his nose up the barrel of the gun. <clears throat> Looks still pretty good. Yeah, it I reminds mean, the... me a lot of the, uh, <clears throat> like he went back to that style for Girl, Girl with Dragon Tattoo for the like the weird CG intro with like banging industrial music. Yes, Dust Brothers. <laughs> let's, let's talk about that Dust Brothers score where, man, this could have gone wrong. <laughs> oh, it could have gone way wrong. Right? Uh, late 90s electronic score from a from a electronic artist like that. Man, what if it was like, well, I guess I was going to say, what if it was a Moby score? But actually, a Moby score might have been okay. Who knows? I mean, Dust Brothers worked. It was very grungy. It is kind of grungy, but it's that weird electro grungy mm-hmm. that was like so fringe. And for some reason, it's like 
Like, even now, when you watch something and it's all like a wah 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 dubstep, you're like, oh, this was made in 2012. Yeah, no, exactly. Right? Yes. Um, certain things give away. If there's like grunge music, like, oh, this is a very 90s movie, mm-hmm. right? But there's something about this where it's kind of 90s, but it kind of isn't. It's still sort of. I guess it rides it, that line because it, it's 99, bro. It, it's it's 99. almost the aughts. It is. It's like a little forward thinking with the. I mean, now, almost 20 years later, you got all the synth wave stuff yeah. is very big. Electronic music is very big now. Um, Back then, we just called it techno. Back then, just techno. <laughs> techno sucks, but he gave me some uh, synth wave. Like, doo, 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 doo. <laughs> like, yeah. Drop the top. Um, and so it's a whole intro, right? You get the, the, got the gun in his mouth. Well, we start at the end. We do start at the end. It's got the gun in his mouth. He pulls it out. You don't know what's going on. No. It's very dark and crazy. It's hot dirt and oh, Brad Pitt shaved head tank top looks wild looks Looking wild crazy as fuck he looks wild as whole <laughs> uh, I read this men, men's health article thing where they're like oh he yeah, he just showed up they were like what did he do I, mean, I don't know he just showed up ripped he probably he, he pro- was already like that I was about to say he pro- I mean his wardrobe he probably just went to the pawn shop every day Oh, I don't know where they got the clothes, but I'm talking about his physique. Like his, I said, his a rip, pawn shop. His rippedness. His, it looks, his, it looks, it looks his like abs he dressed, and whatnot. looks like he dressed from a pawn shop in Vegas. It's very possible. Oh, man, that 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 tank top's amazing. The, the tank top, the, the fucking... Ba- the bathrobe with the coffee cups? Come yeah. on. <laughs> that shit's iconic. The glasses, the uh, Elvis glasses, the, the fake all, Elvis. All the, 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 the really short shirts, and then his pants are barely hanging on him. And he's doing, so, he's doing that so you can see that V. Because yeah. he's like, come on, I got the V, guys. No one else has got this V. I got the I got the Herculean Achillean V. Motherfucker, I was born with that V. He was born with it. He is no, a, he's I, I a genetic bo- he's a genetic freak. I was born with it. You were born with it. You're a genetic freak yeah. as well. Yeah, but of a different sort. Yeah. Not not the Brad Pitt sort. No. I'm sorry. You, you you did sort of get the the oh, Danny I got the DeVito. You that. got the Danny DeVito uh, side of that twins. Yeah, yeah. I, I got the uh, concoction there. But uh, they were like, he just showed up ripped. Right? Like he he used hand weights sometimes, but. <laughs> <laughs> He just he was just watching his calories and he was good to go. Like, God damn it! Also, Norton apparently uh, was already doing cardio, a lot of running, so he was okay for the fight scenes. Yeah. Fincher known for wanting to reshoot his fight scenes over and over. So imagine I'm sitting there fighting all day, literally fighting all day. <laughs> Jesus, brutal fighting too. Like a lot of I like the sound design. A lot of slaps. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> lots of lots of wet flesh hitting wet flesh. Yeah, or even worse, the the thud of hitting something hard. Yes. They give you a bit of an echo, like it's your head. Like, dum, yeah. dum, like, ooh, it's, it's, oh no, no! Every time it's like, someone's it's like head a, bounces, dum, 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 dum. every time someone's head bounces off the concrete, I feel yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, just I'm a little like, bit. Oh, it's a visceral, violent movie, which is why it was dismissed by so many critics when it came out as yeah. um, fascist, uh, violent porn, and uh, all these other crazy. Uh, they just saw the surface level stuff. No. And like this is a dumb movie about fighting. I think Oprah Winfrey went on her show. And no, was it's actually like, it's you, actually a really smart movie, and fighting has very little to do with it. Like fighting, <laughs> it's in it, yeah, but it's uh, it's it's much different to what you people think it yeah. is. But even then, a lot of critics. And then when I read the blurbs from certain critics who really bashed it, there are people who still work today, and there are people who I still like. I don't, I don't, I don't read these people. Like, no. their opinions suck. Yes. I thought their opinions have stuck. Yeah, I mean, they're they're probably the same people who are like, Mother was not a good movie. Mm. And it's like, come on! (laughs) Yeah, they're just not. Professional critics have been doing it for years. You don't understand, man. And then as I've, now I go back, and now that I know more about critics and I recognize names, I go back and I see these names, I go, yeah, of course these people people wouldn't like it. And then I see the ones who do like it, I'm like, yeah, of course these people (laughs) like it. These are the smart ones. 
Um, so that disorienting opening is just like for the next, I don't know. Uh, I didn't really keep track. 15 minutes, next 15 minutes. It's like you're about to get bombarded with information with characters. Yeah. With, all, with, with yeah. Uh, and then he does the old, um, start from the beginning, but, but he triples like triple no, doubles back on it. Well, cause first he's in the, well, yeah. Cause the he starts there and we go back and then he's we, like, st- we start with Bob and his bitch tits, but then we're like, no, actually let's go back even further. Yes. Uh, for six months, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. sleep. I couldn't sleep. And nope. I was like, I couldn't <laughs> sleep. And, um, he's at, he's like, talks about having insomnia and he's at the office you get a very strong Starbucks shot cup. Yes. The cup on the top. Oh, well, some... there, there's a lot of that in this. I mean, at one point in time, when it, they're pulling out of a trash can, and yes. all you see is just a bunch of fucking logos. Yes, it's all logos. And then he has the monologue about Planet Starbucks, yeah. which was in the book. It was Planet Denny's, I think. And they changed it to Starbucks. They really Starbucks was just so. That was when it really started popping. Yeah. That's when people. That's around when I no three years earlier I discovered uh, Frappuccinos. Mm-hmm. This is a almost a year before I started working there myself. Yeah. Starbucks was like... Well, I mean, if he's from Portland, he watched Starbucks take over yes. an entire state before it went nationwide. So he's even <laughs> he is even more in tune to it. Um, and then, so they changed a lot of stuff. They added a lot of Starbucks stuff to it. I feel like they really took a lot of yeah. shots of them. And also, they threw in the shot at the uh, the VW Bug. Yes. Because that was another thing well, that was, and they was both, brand new at the time. And they both looked at it, and they gave it the same look that I gave it the first time I saw that. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? I always thought it was cute. Looking. It was ugly. <laughs> One man's ugly, ugliest dog is another man's... Uh, World's ugliest dog winner, you know that. You know what I'm trying to get Whatever. at. Whatever. So uh, he can't sleep. This is when you get your first uh, Tyler Flash. Yeah, it's so. just a little. Bzzz. I there were t- I saw two of them in the beginning of the movie. You saw, so I caught them all. I know where all of them are. I caught. I, I only caught two of them in the beginning, and then after, like once once we get to Marla, and after you know after you get the blah 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 blah, blah right after the spirit animal, the first time he goes into his cave. Yes. Th- so I, then I stopped seeing the Tyler cuts. Uh, but Tyler does pop up though in other ways, at least one other way. Yeah. Um, I would love to. I know for sure the first time I watched the movie that I saw Tyler at least once. Mm-hmm. At least I saw at least one of the subliminal yeah. Tyler's. Watching this movie now, I realize how often I have seen it because now I'm, I was anticipating all of them. You're like, was, and, and, I was boom, like there we and go. Tyler. Nice. <laughs> so there's a Tyler here in the yeah. office. It's like he flips, and, and they all like the first one's the shortest, and they all yeah. get a little longer and longer, right? Um, this is also when you get that cool, just like you said, that great shot out of the trash can. Yeah. Oh, crazy the CG shot. trash. CG trash, which is, man, the amount of time and effort, how many different passes they had to do. Like, we have to add a whole other, like, render this thing just to get the gloss right. The amount of work for a shot, that's what, seven seconds tops yeah. for a little bit of a huh? monologue. Huh? That's not even that. We could easily cut that from the movie. Bit, but they didn't. But they didn't. And said it spent millions of dollars on it. And it looks great. And you know what? Even watching this now, two hours and 19 minutes, that's a fast two twenty. It is. It goes. This movie. It goes quick. It doesn't have any fat on it. That's no. why every scene has a purpose. Yeah. So it's like, damn it. <laughs> damn it, David Fincher. Why are you so good at making movies? These guys are good. And also the screenwriter did a good job. Jim Ools, U-H-L-S. Uh, he was the first one attached to it, even I think before Fincher got his hands on it. And uh, but they both fell in love with it right away. There's a great backstory about this movie trying to get made, how it does, the fallout afterwards. The the executive at Fox 2000 who greenlit it got fired. 
Um, Fox 2000 itself just got shut down. Yeah. It was the first uh, casualty of the Disney takeover. Uh, the the behind the scenes stuff. And, and then at the end, it becomes a cult classic and fucking revered by millions. It should have been based, <laughs> based on the box office and the and the critical reception and the commercial. Everything it should have been just buried in a footnote and forgotten. But uh, nope. No, exactly. It should have been. Oh, that Fight Club movie that Fincher did. Yeah, that was garbage. That's what it should have been. Oh yeah, you mean that he did. At that point, it would have been Alien 3, woof. Yeah. Right? <laughs> 7, which everyone yeah. liked. Everyone liked 7. The game, everyone liked. Oh, but, I fucking love that movie. But I don't think it was necessarily as commercially successful. Yeah. And he had signed on to Fight Club while finishing up the game. So it would have been if Fight Club turned out, did turn out bad? Like, 2 two for 4? I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to get at. He almost ended up back in the world of music videos and commercials. After yes. Fight Club. He was almost back to making Madonna music videos. Which, I mean, realistically... That would have been fine. And what, what did he do after Fight Club? What was the one after Fight Club? Panic Room. Pa- okay. Right. So yeah. it's a much smaller movie. Jodie uh, Foster. Foster. A cheaper film than $63 million, Maybe $30 million, Maybe. And then it made its money. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Then he followed that up with um, Zodiac. And then Benjamin Button. And then... Girl the Dragon Tattoo. And then the Gone Girl. There you go. And then it's been all Mindhunters for the last like four yeah. years. He hasn't made a movie movie in five years. I know. It's crazy. I still haven't even watched season two of Mindhunter. Have you watched it yet? I got halfway through season one. Oh, really? No. It, it really just didn't get into it? For some reason, hmm. yeah. I mean, I'll probably go back. That's probably fair. go back into it. That's fair. <clears throat> I st- like, it's still on my list. That's I haven't, the thing. I haven't just, gone to delete it from my list. There's just so much content, though. If something doesn't grab you, then it's like, uh, you know who's, who backed your opinion on Carnival Row? Oh, who? My brother. Oh, really? He's he, he got five episodes in. Mm. I'm like, Drew bailed on two. No, after three. The third episode. On the third and, one? And it, and it was the best one. At least in my eyes, it was the best and episode. Even then, you're like, and even then, Well, it's because it was a flashback. Oh. So I know they're never going back to that part of the story again. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck this. Well, then I'm <laughs> out. Exactly. <laughs> God damn it. That's really funny. Um, yeah, he was like, I'm the, the worst. He, he does not like it at all. Yeah. It was too, too much romance. I don't, I don't remember why he said he. I don't, I don't ask him maybe. And, the, and the big reveal mm-hmm. about one of the characters is really lame. Uh, that he's he's a Frankenstein monster, kind of. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Kind oh, of. Oh damn! It. I was excited for a second. I was about to watch the show. Um, this is what. So we get the, the shot of the the garbage can. It goes to the the boss walking up. He's like, is wearing his uh, cornflower blue tie. Was all about cornflower, cornflower blue. blue. And it's like, so it must be Wednesday or something. Uh. And then that's when he gets the uh, got some new action items for you. Need me to deprioritize this whole like dumb office jargon where no one speaks this way. This only in movies do you have someone like an office space. What's his face? Any of those TPS reports and all that stuff? That's movie bullshit. But still, we meet the boss. Uh, him on the shitter, looking at the IKEA catalog. Then the whole monologue about uh, did you, did you, and then that that real fun scene him walking around and all the things pop up like, like he's shot. living in an IKEA catalog. An amazing shot, like lit perfectly for yeah. a catalog. Yeah. Like it's like, all it, and he's, he's just walking through it, and fucking and brushing his teeth. <laughs> gets to the fridge, looking for something to eat. He's yeah. like, like, please be on hold. He's like, I am yeah. on hold. And yeah. then the and the score do, is, do, is, do, is do, 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 whatever it God, is. It's, it's so good. Um, and then at this point. I put in my notes that we're only, and this is also funny, we're 25 minutes into the episode. We're only five minutes into this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> and we had the the brain ride mm-hmm. for your credits. We had the trash can shot. Yep. We we had this whole Ikea shot. It's yep. like effects bravura 
uh, bravura. How would you say that? And uh, it's just like it's something you know. Hey, guys, you're in for it. <laughs> you're in for a fucking ride. Um, sees a doctor again. We're back to insomnia, the red and blue two and alls, yep. lipstick red second alls. Mm-hmm. At the time, I had no idea what he was talking about. No, I don't. at that point in time, I knew what he was talking about. It sounded fun to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about some good stuff there. Mm-hmm. All just sleeping, sleeping aids, downers, mostly barbiturates. Ooh, my favorite neighbor, Barbara, Barbara Ichiwitz. Uh And then he's like, come on, you got to give me something. But his knee is shaking, so he thinks he's a junkie. Exactly. Well, and he, look, he, I <laughs> mean, he looks, he looks like a junkie. I mean, he, he, if, he looks like he hasn't been sleeping for six months, yeah. which makes you look like a fucking junkie. Which makes you look terrible. And then he's like, I need drugs. And then he's also, he hasn't been sleeping because no. he's been working. Um, so he's like, choose some valerian root and get some get exercise. Get some more exercise. And then he's like, man, I'm hurting. No, I'm in pain. Is what he yeah. says. You want to see pain? Go see the dude. Go to the, here at this time. See the dude with testicular cancer. Yeah, that's pain. That's pain. And then as he turns around, Tyler. Yeah, <laughs> that's when you get your second time. Yes. Um, cut back to the group. So now we're back to now we're now now we're back to Bob and his pitch tits. <laughs> now we're back to Bob. <laughs> and, and and we get the whole thing there where it's like they're sitting around and that guy tells a story about his ex-wife and her new family and he's just like thank god he's everyone looks so sad. The yep. casting in this scene. The casting comes but we need Hollywood's saddest looking people. And we got them. And we, we found them. We found all 15 of them to sit <laughs> in a circle and look pathetic. Um, the guy walks up, he puts his shoulders on, it's all thank, Tra- what's his name, Travis Chad, it's all thank yeah. him. Uh, let's break up into our one-on-ones and do this, and it's his first night. Yeah. What is he writing this thing? Cornelius. Cornelius. All right. <laughs> Very cool. And uh, that's when you get a flash of Tyler with his arm around the around the, the counselor. That's, a, that's your third. Is that your Tyler flash? That's your third Tyler. We officially meets Bob. Yep. Right? This whole story he lays out on 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 Cornelius. Yeah. On, why, why do you refer to him? In my notes, I wrote Jack because of the "I am Jack" thing. Mm-hmm. I always, in my mind, have always referred to this character. As he Jack. never refers to himself. He has no name. He has no name. He has no name in the book because the book is narrated from his perspective. No, exactly. He's just the guy. I mean, people call him Tyler, but he do, you don't. People only call him Tyler at the end after it turns out that he's Tyler Durden. Yeah. But that's a fake name just like Cornelius is a fake name. And Travis, which is, we have the montage of all his different names. Mm -hmm. We never get his name. So I always refer to him as Jack. In the credits, the official credits, he is the narrator. Mm, Well, I mean, it makes sense. It does make sense. He's the one telling the story. He's narrating the story. Mm. Yeah, but we can't trust him that that Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden can't be his real name. That's his made up wannabe persona so it has to be a wannabe a made up name so his real name is unknown so I, I just wrote Jack what did you do you, you were just like I just wrote I, I just wrote he, he, he. a lot <laughs> it is from his perspective he and him it's all his POV that's yeah. how this movie even can exist so yeah. that works um, so he meets Bob gets a story he cries into his shirt we get we get to Jesus face that's, oh, that's so yeah. funny that's very, that's very <laughs> in, between, in, in between his tits yeah it's very <laughs> nice but the, the tits tits sweat Jesus yeah. <laughs> If I was going to title no, this episode, it'd be it's, called Tear Sweat it's, Jesus. It's Tear it, it's it's tier, it's tier, tier Sweat Titty Jesus is yeah. what it is. Whatever. Which is hard to achieve, <laughs> yeah. a Tear Sweat Titty Jesus. But we got one. That's a little hard to do. Um, and then he finds out he slept like a baby that night. Yep. So he becomes addicted. Babies, yeah, babies, babies, babies don't sleep as good. Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah. Babies don't sleep as good. Uh, and then he's just then the next shot of him just laying yep. in bed. Oh, it looks so. I was like, I want to sleep right now. I want to sleep that. I, would, I just want to sleep that good. No, yeah, that looks great. 
can I get those uh, two and alls? Where are they at? He's not using them anymore. Um, and this in his voiceover he says, "Losing all hope is freedom." So we start getting this running theme of uh, seeking bottom and seeking bottom, looking and freedom as well. Seeking bottom to get to freedom, yeah. having nothing in order to be able to see everything. This sort of I don't even know what you call it. It's like a reverse namaste pseudo. <laughs> <laughs> it's nihilism. It's anti-consumerism yeah. nihilism, which is uh, you know it's fun to dick around with. Um, he gets a ticket to the meetings. Great job him grabbing though. Yep. Also, I noted this. This was weird. I wonder why they did this. When he's in that testicular cancer meeting, mm-hmm. there's a lot of background noise of uh, the traffic because they're in a church in a city. Mm-hmm. They never say the city, right? It's just any city. You yeah, you're just, it's in a city. Okay, it's a city. So it's never mentioned what the no. city is. Like we talk about Palahniuk is uh, from the Northwest. Mm-hmm. But the bit at the end is about bringing down the credit card companies. They're all based in uh, Dover, Delaware. Well, I guess we're burning down Dover then. So I think we're burning down Dover because Dover is, uh, Delaware is a tax, crazy tax haven yeah. of some sort in, in terms of our country. I used to live in Delaware for like two and a half years. Yeah, apparently if you incorporate in Delaware, it's very good. It's so expensive to get information about corporations. and In Florida, it's uh, sunshine laws. Everything is free as fuck to get mm-hmm. info. In Delaware, to find out if a corporation even exists, like, oh, that's five bucks. Like we just want money. Mm-hmm. Not worth it. We'll let those people keep their tax money. Um, he goes to free and clear. I think that's uh, I think that was a lung group of some sort. Yeah. Onward and upward is another one. <laughs> <laughs> These names are great. I love the names. Our groups. And then he's going through the montage of them. Um, this is what he get. You already mentioned this. The meditation. The guided meditation for the. Uh, yeah. For, he when he gets, finds a spirit animal. It's, it's a penguin. Slide. It's so cool that a spirit animal is the uh, the penguin from Happy Feet. That's uh-huh. uh, like, oh, look slide. at that. Yeah, slide. Man. Looked fine when I saw it back in 99, 2000. It looked okay enough. It looked animated. Yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, but but like, but it looks like Happy Feet animated. A little stiffer than Happy <laughs> Feet, but like top level animation. It's only literally, it's like three seconds of it's footage, th- dude. For three seconds. And it's a, um. Meditation. It's not supposed to be real world no. anyway, so it's like I'm just you know back, back then it was flawless. Now it bumps me just a bit, but I'm also watching this movie with a pen in hand. Like yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm Oops. exactly like we're like we're almost pur- <laughs> almost purposefully looking for things to pick at because that's funny to do. <laughs> and this movie that was hard. <laughs> it's hard to pick at this movie, man. I tell you, uh, but that. But it was cool to get the Happy Feet crossover. Um, and then Marla shows up at Testicular Cancer. That's fucking great. Yep. And then we also great get a great instance of... We already mentioned it. The score. Yes. The power of the score. The score does a lot of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she shows up, it, the, the the music... First, the music is fine. He's going through... Everyone's crying. And he goes... one on one. goes... Yeah. Well, it's like... It's like... It's like... It cuts out. And then she shows up. They hear her footsteps. Yeah. Things get dark. And she... I mean, she's... And she looks like some sort of half-dead fucking Jacqueline Kennedy. Yes. With the glasses and the weird fucked up hair. Which is no wonder... No wonder Tim Burton fell in love with her. Yeah. No, exactly. Like, that makes sense. Yep. And to be honest, 17-year-old Chris... Also, kind of fell in love with Marlo Singer a little there bit. There you well, go. Gotta say, yeah. Like, like the trashy ones. You a fan of the trashy ones? You know, the heroin chic trashy. I always, look? I always, not always. I have been a fan of the. Yeah, I like it. Looks like it could have pulled her out of a dumpster. I'm not out of a dumpster necessarily, but maybe bound in electrical tape found on the side of the road. <laughs> 
Yeah, but she wanted it, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's the excuse. <laughs> yeah, that's the excuse we all use. Uh, her lie reflected my lie. Oh, oh so yep. he, so she showed up at all his meetings. Well, and also when she, he calls her a tourist. First, he calls her a tourist, and then he's Which like, "I loved." I and he's love like, that. "I can't." He's like, "If there's another faker around, I can't cry. Yeah, I can't cry. I can't sleep. I can't cry. I can't sleep. <laughs> I need this can't, uh, candy sharp cancer word. Yeah. <laughs> that's hard to say, let alone with a British accent." Candy stripe a cancer word, all those A's mm-hmm. that you want this uh, British lady to say. Um, but at the first testicular cancer meeting, he follows her out. She's walking down the sidewalk. He like looks down the sidewalk as she's walking, and then when he turns back towards the camera's direction, Tyler Durden. Mm-hmm. You, you get your fourth Tyler. Um, Partners in Positivity. That's the name of the meeting where they do the guided meditation. <laughs> <laughs> I had to write it down. Partners in positivity, uh, saying tonight's um, what do they call it? Not a communion. They call it something, not convocation. Anyway, we get to meet Chloe. Oh, Chloe, <laughs> who's definitely dying, and she just wants to bang, dude. One <laughs> last time, poor Chloe. Poor Chloe. I'd give it to her. Poor lady. <laughs> would you? Would you have? Yeah, I almost feel bad for her. I'd I give mean, her she a pity she, fuck. she has pornography. She's got fucking lube at the apartment. She's ready to go. <laughs> she, she drops amyl nitrates in there. That's when they pour her. <laughs> right, listen, lady. Listen, lady. You're, you're, Come on, I got sex drugs. You are wilding out. And then later, that other dude that was like gonna creep on Marla, but then he gets cut off by uh by Jack. Mm-hmm. Why does he go? Fuck Chloe's right he there. He probably did. Oh, he's already been through it. But he's already been More through it. Then why was she? She's asking like she hasn't had it in a while. I don't know. She's desperate. The desperation like, and dying and desperate. Dying and desperate. Like, I can feel it. Twenty years later, <laughs> I can feel the desperation. Twenty years later, dying and desperate. Poor lady. Um, she gets pulled off. Let's do her guided meditation. If I had a t- if I had a tumor, I'd name it Marla. Yes. <laughs> Well, because during the guided meditation, when when he gets to his spirit animal, it's her sitting there with a fucking mouthful of smoke. Smoking a cigarette. <laughs> she says slide. And he's like, what? <laughs> uh, there is a fun, there's a deleted scene that uh, I'm sure people can find it online. It's on a DVD. So for, it goes from slide to him pulling her away from the coffee. And this when the dude's like trying to creep on her and he stops and he stops her from happening. Right before that, he's actually, when he's walking into that room. From the auditorium, he gets stopped by Chloe. No, oh. and, and Chloe's like, "What's up?" Hey. And, and, try, and, yeah. and he's like, "Oh, what you said was, um, you know, interesting." They have an awkward like, like fifteen second scene, and then he walks into the next room, and then there's a really cool camera move, a camera pan that's a digital pan. It must be how it transfers from that room into the next one. Anyway, oh, also we even didn't even mention this in the opening, talking about all the great camera moves. We got that shot when he explains all the buildings are bombs. And the camera, it goes, it's outside looking at Brad Pitt in the building. Flies down, well, I don't know, 100 stories through several layers of concrete. All CG. All by the way. 100% CG. Yeah. Through the concrete into a parking garage. Like, here's the a van. A real parking garage. A real parking garage. Into a van. Look at all the bombs. Yeah. And then it goes out of the van across the street. <laughs> He's talking this whole time, explaining yeah. everything. The camera does not stop. It, it flies across the street super fast into another building, more bombs, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Um, Again, a great this DVD I have. All these features have to be online. The making of for the the the, the digital stuff that they did is really truly incredible. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, twenty years later, it looks pretty damn good. Pretty fucking good. Uh, he confronts Marla. 
and they work out that deal. That's a great scene. Mm-hmm. I love this scene. I actually like it more now than I've ever did. Yeah. The whole divvying things up, and yeah. it's like you can't have, you can't have both parasites. Like, so far, you got four, <laughs> and I have two. It's like all right, all right, you can have the whole brain. <laughs> and then they're at the. It's like some weird fucked up like walkie-talkie thing because they're, they're just walking and talking and she's doing something the whole time she's, she's stealing people's clothes yes. and s- selling them for money which I did not understand at the age of 17 because uh-huh. I didn't understand consignment stores uh-huh. exactly so. or even necessarily even though we, were, we really didn't have money as a family I didn't understand being alone and poor to the point where I would have to do something like that do things like this to make my money to I don't know, what was she spending on um, big, Xanax big dildos and Xanax yeah it wasn't on food. No. She was stealing that. No. Smart lady. I mean, that was a pretty smart move. You know, taking was, the yeah, food from yeah. the, the wheels. Wheels on wheels. They, yeah. They're dead. They don't know. Exactly. Um, so I love how they work everything out. There's uh, the the stunt that she does, because it is a stunt where she like walks onto the middle of the street. The cars are going back mm-hmm. and forth. She stops, turns around. They have dialogue, and she goes back. She obviously did all that, no. because you see it in the movie. <clears throat> uh, you know, I don't know if they blow this up. This is lore or whatever. But they said... As the cars passed by, you could hear the cars clicking the metal or the metal clicking on her buttons <laughs> on her jacket. That close. That's how close they were to her. Uh, she stood there. And, but uh, it, was a, it was a fun scene. Though. That's fine. Put, Stand there. You won't die. We swear. We swear you won't die. Uh, and she did it. She's still Correct. alive to this day. Yep. So kudos to them for not lying to her. Uh, they exchange information. He gives her a card. Mm-hmm. We never see that card. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it was a Paper Street soap mm-hmm. company card. By accident, yeah, he gave it to her right and uh, writes her number down on his hand 555 number for yeah. But it's important that he gets that number because he uh, he calls it later. Um, does he call it later? Yes, he does, and then she doesn't answer. No, she does the first first time she and he's like, I can hear you breathing, and, and then, then he he hangs up. What a pussy! Yep, that's how I would have talked. Well. He he hadn't fully formed yet. Uh, no, <laughs> we're not. That's we're not, correct. We're not at that point in time yet. That is correct. <laughs> he doesn't have those balls yet. Um, they work on the other cut to Jet Set Live. Yes, the Just, single serving friends, yeah, all, all that stuff pulled straight from the book. A lot of this dialogue, uh, great montage, great music. Fucking fantastic. We get a great Tyler hidden Tyler here when. He's uh, in his hotel room, mm-hmm. and he eats a mint, and then he looks at the screen, and it's this whole, like, the channel of the hotel, yeah. and there's a bunch of people in white tuxedos, and they, I don't know, there's a whole room full of people, and they're like, welcome, there's like 20 of them, he's in there. Oh, okay. He's like, second row, like two to the left, or whatever. But you can tell, if you stop and look, like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, there he is. That's fucking Brad Pitt. <laughs> <coughs> um, oh, and also... That's not the only time we see Tyler in this bit. When he's on the the moving sidewalk, mm-hmm. and he's going down in one direction. Like yes, he's super tired. Yeah, you see him walk. Like he's on the other. He's on one one of the other ends. Going you really don't. Direction. You don't see him as much as you catch his audacious suit color. It's, like it's a, just like a blur of red all yeah, of a sudden. It's like white <laughs> red with some gold, the glasses, yeah. the spiky hair. He is like all style. Yeah. What the fuck is this guy doing? He wants to be noticed. Yeah. He? Part of the reason David Fincher cast Ed Norton was because uh, Brad Pitt was an obvious choice, right? For what they needed, the ideal man, Brad Pitt. Um, Ed Norton was chosen because, aside from being a good actor and being very smart, David Fincher was like, I need one of the blandest looking people in Hollywood. Hey, bland white guy. You're smart. Come over here. Come here. Smart, bland white guy. 
he worked out great. He's really good. There's a really good commentary track with uh, Fincher, Norton, and and Pitt, all three of them. And I love Brad Pitt. He comes across as the dummy of the three, yeah. for sure. Okay, there we go. At least in this conversation, yeah. when I talk about the movie, uh, Fincher and, and Norton have some really interesting insights, and Brad Pitt was like, "I don't remember this night. <laughs> <laughs> we got so drunk." Um, we have that plane crash yeah. dream sequence, mm-hmm. which is really cool looking. Always fun. And then when he wakes up, well, also we have the whole thing where he explains the job to the lady. And yeah, blah, 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 blah. The blah. equation about whether or not they do a recall yeah. is and, great. And who do you work for? A very important <laughs> one. One of, the, one of the largest. Yes, <laughs> yes, a major one. Uh, I like the, uh, this is where the infant went through the windshield. Yep. Three, three points. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, see, you see how his fat and the polyester... Got on to the yeah. bird onto the seat. He's like, well, I swear to God, that must modern art. That must have just been like leftover stuff from seven. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, we, He's like you know, we we don't, we didn't use that in seven, did we? No, cool. Can we use it in this one? We didn't use the scene where they burn a fat guy in a cart. Well, then here we go. We'll use it here. The uh, so we have all that. Then he wakes up and 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 Mister sticks right next to Tyler Durden. He's sitting right next to him and he meets and, and they have the same briefcase. They have the same briefcase. It's like we have the same briefcase. And, and he stops and smiles at him. Yep, that should have been your first. That's your first hint. <laughs> I, I had a friend who uh, after this movie came out on like DVD. I think it was in college. And we talk about it later. Uh, he was like, oh, as soon as I. I saw the briefcases were the same. I knew they were the same person. I was like, get Bullshit. the fuck out of here. Bullshit. I do not believe you yeah. <laughs> for one second. Because there's no other. There's, I mean, you see it now. Yeah. So many hints that I'm well, yeah, but, uh, every single one of well, them. But if the you, first time, no But the way. first time you watch it, you don't, you're not looking for those things, so you don't notice them. You just no. think, I mean. It's like, oh, look, we have the same briefcase. Yeah, it's no, just exactly. like a weird bit. Like, there are, like, there, like when... Uh, when at the end, when he whoops his own ass to yes. get uh, to get all that money yes. and to get out of his job, he straight up says, "This reminds me. This reminds me of the time I first fought Tyler." And yes. it, it, like in my head, I'm like, "Stupid, stupid, <laughs> stupid!" It's like it's, like, in, it's right fucking there. You might as well be spelling it out to me. It's like in the Sixth Sense when uh, a spoiler for the Sixth Sense, <laughs> another twenty year spoiler. Yeah. Should I have said spoiler alert for the start of this episode? Uh, maybe the. Uh, in the sixth sense, when he explains to Bruce Willis, it's like I see dead people. The camera is on Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis the whole time. That. Yeah, and uh, in the commentary track for that movie, they were like, "We were afraid that this was going to give away the whole thing right here, and like no one saw it. No, nope. it, it's like right in your face, and yeah. no one saw it. So yes, exactly. This is the same thing here. Um, we have this it seems like briefcase wrote that down and then he's like how I got to and then he does another flashback thing where he's like he explains something and then says let me jump back so he goes now how I ended up living with Tyler was airports have a policy about vibrating luggage ah the dildo speech great scene (laughs) the dildo not not your dildo was a company policy says never to claim ownership does uh, suspect or a sign on show dildo it's always a, a dildo, dildo or the dildo never, never your dildo he's like I don't own a and then the way he has a pen in his hand and then he starts and starts scratching with it that guy is great he really was it's like he gets five lines of dialogue and he kills it he's so good and then also a great shot of he's the last one left in his in his baggage claim Mm-hmm. Looks out the window. He sees Tyler jump in a red convertible and, and drive, drive off. off. And uh-huh. He's like motherfucker as he turns around. Some other dude comes up. He's like, what the <laughs> fuck? That was my car. So, <laughs> so he's like getting the full picture. You know, yeah. he's seeing what he wants to see, not everything. Uh, the, again, it's all in there. The, the symbology of it. That's a Boondock Saints reference. Um, cut two. 
Lou's Tavern. I love the look of the Lou's Tavern. A lot of neon, right? The huge green sign. Oh, we're not Lou's yet. We, if first his apartment blows up, then we go to Lou's. The, I did jump over my line of exploded condo Ross <laughs> Tyler. So it, he shows up. Yeah. All his shit is everywhere. Everyone can very embarrassingly see that he has a yin-yang coffee table. Yes. That's embarrassing as fuck. That, it is. That's the most 90s thing of this movie. Yes. That fucking yin-yang table. Um, that and the whole yearning for uh, war. <laughs> like, oh, we live in peacetime. This is terrible. Well, actually, you guys, you know, you're pretty good. A bunch of fucking babies had it pretty good. You, you know, hashtag white people. The, uh, but it is great, though. The walking around, all shit's everywhere. When he looks up and he sees the... The, the flames. The two uh, yeah. windows that are all flaming out. That's a practical shot. Now, if yeah. they did that now, it would be digital. But that was a practical effect that they did. Um, the way they had smoke come out, they just lit it. So it's just, obviously, there's no fire up there. Yeah. They just have Lit light. the smoke. It's, All I have to do is put some orange light on some smoke, yes. and, you, and your head says yes. there's fire. It's so genius. It's so good. And now they're like, we'll do it with computers. Oh, you fucks. Give us smoke. Um, The door, the, the elevator guys, I was like, there's nothing left. They say you can't go up there, blah, blah. So... He finds Marla's phone number on the floor and all the wreckage. Yes. Goes to a payphone, calls her. I can hear you breathing. Mm-hmm. Hangs up. Hangs up. Pulls out Tyler Durden's uh, business card. Calls a number, hangs up. Calls up. Because nobody, nobody picks up. We, we, we didn't really brush over that first initial meeting where he was like uh, the illusion of safety. 30, oh, yeah. Well, ex, you, exit procedure at 30,000 feet. Well, yeah, the, why does oxygen come down? That's all classic. <laughs> I mean, it, all, all you have to do is look up. Tyler Durden quotes, and it's like half the movie. Half the movie is all that. <laughs> the um, the docile, docile Hindu cows, people's yeah. faces. Bill and I loved Fight Club so much that for the next few years, our college years, whenever we flew on planes, which we both did often because our families lived out of state, mm-hmm. uh, we would come back with um, the pullouts, the uh, the safe, the emergency see, see the docile cows. And then since my car at the time was an, uh, man, what was it? It was a Oldsmobile. It was a... Why can't I remember my first my my first car? That sucks. My college mm-hmm. car. It had in the in the seat back. It had those pockets because mm-hmm. it was a quote luxury eighties luxury oh, car. So I put them in there. So I put them in there for people. Here your uh, here's your exit procedures <laughs> for in case we get into a car accident. Uh, if you're in an emergency room, make sure. Where's you're my life vest? The life vest is in the <laughs> trunk. So if we crash, you got to get out of the car. You got to pop the trunk. I couldn't fit it under your seat. It's, it's solid down there. It couldn't. I couldn't get it to work. Um, calls Tyler. Doesn't answer. Hangs up. Tyler quote calls back. Star sixty nine again. Okay, Yin Yang table second most nineties thing in the movie. Yep. Star sixty nine. You have to expand the kids now. Yes, you would. I star sixty nine. Daddy, what? okay. So back before in- there was caller ID, <laughs> and even then there was, but not everyone had it because that shit was pricey as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, one eight hundred collect was uh, the one that was went down thing? the middle. Remember all those things? Yep. One hundred call ATT phone cards. Call ATT phone card. All these things were things. These things were things before. Now we have computers. <laughs> before now we're in the future. What is it? Ten ten four twenty something like that. Ten ten. Yeah. All all the weird ten tens. What the fuck? <laughs> and we had these things memorized. Ah. Memorization. What a crock of shit. Make us do all this work. Do you know what a debate <clears throat> is? <laughs> I didn't. When I was seventeen, I learned from this movie. Ironically, this movie taught me what a duvet was. There you go. They're trying to bullshit on them now. About thirty something. A 30, duvet cover. Thirty-seven. Uh, I love my duvet. Yeah. My duvet is great. It completes my bed. What would I do without a duvet? Yes. Tyler. Tyler. <laughs> Tyler lives like a guy who squats in a house with uh, no sheets on his bed. He does. Um, and he fucks on a dirty mattress. But you know what? 
while wearing but you know what, Drew? yellow cleaning gloves. That was and that's all. Nothing but yellow cleaning gloves. At, at least he's fucking. <laughs> I'm sleeping on a, on a clean mattress. But he's fucking. <laughs> true that. Um, Tyler lays out his whole philosophy about anti-consumerism. Yeah, I, the, I just have consumerism speech. Yeah, and quote unquote, speech. the things you own end up owning you. Great line, which is like, you know, it is true to an extent, obviously. Oh. Uh, we do have a consumerism problem in this country, in the world, and the keeping up with the Joneses aspect of everything. The line later of working jobs we hate to buy shit we don't need. Mm-hmm. It still resonates. It's very true. Um but it's also still like that. That stuff is in this section is fine. There's other things he says later. I'm like, well, what do you really mean by that? Um, in the parking lot, he's like, enough with the foreplay. Come on, just come on and ask me. He's like, I can get a hotel room. He's like, uh, can I stay with you? Yes, you can. But first, I want you to do something. Yeah, the and they fight. They fight. Well, he says, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. No, that's a trailer line, right? That's in all of them, all the marketing. Yeah. And then when he says, I want you to hit me as hard as you can, freeze frame. Let me tell you a little bit about Tyler. Tyler. And then we get all the fun stuff that Tyler likes to do in his spare time. Which is the... Like porn splicing. Yep. Again, now we have to explain the kids. Uh, projectors. Burns, projectors. Cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, I just download the movie and then it plays in the theater. Like, I know, Junior. It's okay. I know. Back in the day. Back in, the day, back in 1999, a, this is what it was done. Back in 1999, it was an actual job. Mm-hmm. Film projectionist. Uh, so he splices uh, a big old dick. big yeah big dicks into kids movies big dick into kids movies uh, they don't explain how they, he gets the single frame of sound no. into the mix that's nope. a, that's an impossible just a, ah! yeah that's impossible <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he did it somehow and that's yes. how good he is and then um, he's a waiter at a banquet hall and he's peeing so, and stuff so and he, he pees in something that he farts on the I did I write that he, he farts on the lobster he, com- he comes in the corn chowder well I know as for the cream of mushroom soup, soup well and he's, like, and he's like go ahead and tell him and just shakes his head and he's like, oh. we know what he does uh, he pees farts and does something else mm-hmm. um, cut back to the parking lot they have their first fight uh, and it's it's a it's a funny scene. He punches yeah. him in the ear. He's like, oh, I punched you in the ear. You know, it's all really good. And he hit him. Uh, he's like, no, that was perfect. And right, they they enjoy it. Then the cuts them to drinking a beer. We need to do this more often. Yeah, yeah. We need to do this again sometime. Uh, they walk down the street to the house. They built this whole house, the Paper Street <clears throat> shithole. They built this thing from the ground up in some industrial part of town somewhere, uh, wherever they were, wherever they shot. I guess maybe they shot it in the like. Um. Bar guys see him fighting in the parking lot, right? He's like, well, look at this. What's going on over here? Oh, some just, just some dude whooping his own ass. That, that's what they saw. Yeah. <laughs> we see him. It's like the two. We see two guys fighting at this yeah. point. Um, then we see Jack at work with the black eye, and the boss sees them. So we have that whole thing where now his work life is uh, deteriorating in a very yep. fun way. Yes, I, I really enjoy all the scenes. Oh yeah, of him going back to work and. His shirt's getting worse. It's and worse. worse. <laughs> yeah, he, he's just fucking smoking cigarettes in his cubicle. Is that blood stain? He's like, some. Is that is it? Is that your is blood? It, he's like, some of it. Some, some of it. <laughs> uh, it's funny when he's smoking and he has that little that little cough. Uh, Norton was not a cigarette smoker at all. Hated cigarettes, uh, but he still had to do this for the character. Yeah. And then that fake little cough was, it was like, a oh, real, this, probably a real cough. This so it was so pathetic. I know. Yeah. Ed, Ed Norton, you are a pathetic cigarette smoker. Um, back to the parking lot where multiple people are fighting. Uh, and I, I think at this point they have a line of, of voiceover it's like uh, we're discovering other people are uh, into this are shit into this shit no. uh, someone gets knocked down it cuts to a guy he raises his hand he's like can I be next and then they look at each other like oh fuck me mm-hmm. hey there maybe we I think, we got, I think I got an idea cut back to the house 
another fun little scene. Tyler riding around on the bicycle. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> in his fur coat and maybe a pair of underwear. Just looking insane. <laughs> uh, also, all the shots of, like the water just running through everything. Yeah. And his dad has the monologue again. The whole movie's monologue. Yeah. About the, 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 the house swelling with the wood. He's reading all the articles. Uh, well, the one article about our organs written from the... First person perspective. So it's, I am Jack's spleen. I am Jack's, I am Jack's colon. Mm-hmm. I get cancer. I kill Jack. <laughs> <laughs> he crashes his bike. <laughs> great, great series. <laughs> I mean, fuck, it's so good. I can't, I can't pick apart anything about this fucking movie. Um, and then from this point forward, we have a lot of like, I am Jack's um, smirking revenge. Yes, I am, am Jack's this, I am Jack's I am that. Jack's broken heart and all this stuff. Yeah. So that's why I've, I'm all about calling Jack. Um, bathroom scene. This is when we established the lack of father figure, mm-hmm. right? The whole thing about him. Yep. And then again, another a generation of, of men raised by women. That whole thing, the feminization of, of men. This is right around when, um, almost a precursor to the men's rights stuff, yeah. where it was about in the nineties or retreats of like dudes who'd go into the woods and like Be dudes that would lock arms and like chants like oh and act like assholes. Mm-hmm. Um, real Lord of the Flies shit, but for grown ass men, and uh, this is like playing into the whole thing—the pussification of America, that kind of stuff. Uh, but they are coming from the perspective of uh, dads who have left them. Yeah, and we get another instance of Jack says something, and Tyler's like, "Me too." And then Tyler says something, and Jack's like, "Me, me too. too." Oh wow, we have something in common. Hey, we got something in common. Because you're the same fucking person. We're the same person. This is how it works. So their dad left, uh, went and started another family, fucking started a franchises. Yep. And um, so now you see the uh, the abandonment issues that we're having here. Very Gen X movie. Low-end Gen X. Just before the millennials take over and really... Fuck everything up. No, I was going to say right to shit. <laughs> uh, it's a baby boomers are really fucking up. This is a movie that's like, fuck you baby boomers. Yeah. You, you're fucking us over as Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. And now I'm watching it like... Yeah, fuck them baby boomers. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. They fucked they, us they over fucked too. They fucked us pretty bad. They fucked us over even worse. Um, They established that Fight Club is growing. Yep, and then we get that awesome shot of Luz shutting down and Fight Club opening up. They walk in, yeah, and uh, everyone's like expecting them to show up. Irvin is like, uh, all right, everybody, everybody get out of here. We got to go in the basement. Funny thing when they go downstairs and then they set up the thing where he's like, uh, gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. And then in the background, someone turns on some lights. Fincher wanted the lights to be very dramatic, like this is like very startling. For whatever reason, when he shows up to the set that day and they turn the lights on, all the cameras and everything, they did it. It's like it's not nearly as dramatic. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be nowhere near what I wanted it to be, but he still didn't want with it anyway. He's like, I'm not gonna. I don't. Know, I don't know why he didn't fight for more. Um. So that he established the rules, the infamous rules. We all know about the rules mm. now. Fight Club, um, et cetera, et cetera. We're breaking the first two just by doing this episode. We're talking about it, Chris. Let's talk about it. And let me see what we got. Irvin er, forward to. Oh, all right. Jack is fine with his new life now. Mm-hmm. He looks forward to Saturdays because that's when he actually gets a fight, right? Uh, and then they had the scene where he's at work. And the dude's given the, the the presentation about cybernetting the office. And it's like, oh, can I get that button in a cornflower blues? Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. And then he's like, all right, I should. It's my man over here trying to be all cool. And then 
He opens up his mouth. He's like, you know, you can swallow a pint of blood before you pass out. But yeah, before you get <laughs> nauseous or whatever. And, uh, and he's like showing his mouth full of blood. <sighs> it's not said in the movie, but in the book, what had happened, because this scene straight from the book, uh, he was tonguing the stitch in his mouth and the oh. stitch came loose and mm-hmm. he just starts bleeding into his mouth. Yeah. So that's why he had a bloody mouth. Or mm-hmm. uh, it's a good book. People should, uh, you haven't read it. If you haven't read it, read it. If you're not into reading, get the audible. And if you're not into that, just watch the movie again. <laughs> Cause they did, a pretty, <laughs> they did a pretty good job of covering all the bases. Uh, so he shut down the bar. Basement gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. Uh, oh, this is funny. Ricky was a god for 10 minutes when he trounced the maitre d' in the <laughs> local food court. It's like, at work, this dude sucks. Yep. But in Fight Club, he can fight. And that's where he's uh, he finds them, some of himself. I like how then it go, cuts to him at work, and he sees Ricky... And they just like nod each other, and then it keeps going. Just knowing look, right? Yeah. And then he's at the food court. He goes to get some lunch. Yeah. The and the mayor walks up, and he's just like, and they just they do the same him, thing, right? And, and then he's explaining, it's like, you know, at Fight Club is cool, but outside of Fight Club, we try to, we try to, like, you know, yeah. you're just, you're, you're, you're still you. Here's your shitty job. Go to it. But on the weekends, go whoop some ass. But then on Saturday, you go whoop some ass. Um, this is funny where. Cut to Jack and Tyler walking down the sidewalk, and they're like, uh, if you could fight anyone, living or dead, who would it be? You got, who says, um, Tyler says Abraham Lincoln? No, that's the, that's, the, that's the last one. The first one, he that, says. Is that the last one? Yeah. Because this is the one, the, the button ends on William Shatner. He's like, Shatner. I'd fight William Shatner. And then they get onto the bus. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember who he says before. Gandhi? You no. want to fight someone skinny because skinny guys fight their burger. No, see, that it's the second time they asked the question, it's Gandhi and... Uh, Abraham Lincoln. The first time it's okay. whoever in William Shatner. Historical. I who it is. Was it a specific any historical character? I don't remember. Because they, they do it a couple times. Um, this is when they get on the bus. We get a hint of that they're the same person here, in which they both get on the bus, but only Tyler what? pays. Yeah. Oh, mm. oh, yes, mm. yes. Oh. Um, you see, is the 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 ad, the underwear ad. Like, is that what a man is? This is the, the, this when it starts feeling more MRA. Uh, uh. What was that one? The Man Show. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> like, is that what a man is? That kind of whole thing. Yep. Sneering at a... Meanwhile, in the movie, you got Brad Pitt changing the way men think about body image forever from this point forward. The most ripped man on film up to this point is, is Brad Pitt. All right? He's like... He's not even like huge ripped. He's just ripped. Just disgustingly <laughs> cut. So, oh, why, you freak? Fuck you. He's like, I'm going to go home and eat a bagel. <laughs> This hair grows so fast, too. He's like, I'm going to cut my hair short and then grow mega long in six months. God, why? HGH is amazing. I got to get some of this stuff. Get on it. Uh, I'm afraid my tumors are going to start growing. They will. <laughs> You're not helping me, Drew. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. That work, Jack, is smoking. He's writing haikus. Even work, well, even drones fly away. Like work with bees. Something about bees <laughs> <Yes>. and drones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's bleeding. <laughs> so funny. Um. Oh, this is weird, right? This is when we get to the sex, sex stops as soon as Jack answers phone. Well, no, I mean, well, f- first he Marla down? Marla calls him. I did cut. Yeah, I did. And write down he that line. puts the phone up on the thing because she's because she's like, I am, I'm dying. Yeah, she's like, I took too much Xanax. I'm gonna die. And he, and, and Norton's like, I'm gonna fuck. And and, and, and he, he walks away yeah. and just leave. He doesn't hang up though. He leaves the thing on there. And then Brad he, Pitt just comes on in because he doesn't want to hang up. Well, no, exactly. So what happened was she uh, called him. 
Because like you haven't been at any of the meetings. Yeah. Like, well, I stopped going to them. I mm-hmm. found something better. Like, how do you how do you know I've been at the meetings? Well, I've been cheating and going yeah. to yours. You're not going. Uh, and then the forwarding number is the reason why she even got to in touch with him in the first place. Yeah. And then the whole thing, like, come save mm-hmm. me. And he's like, nah. Puts the phone out. Meanwhile, Brad Pitt's in the back whipping around a nunchuck. nunchuck. Like a, yeah. li- li- seriously, like a 13-year-old kid. Like a child. Like he just has going, no idea what the fuck he's doing. Just living <laughs> living the best life. Mm-hmm. Just enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. And it's very fun. When he put, he doesn't hang up the phone. No. Like you said. No, he just he puts, just puts it, on, it top. on the top. Walks away. Fade to weird sex scene. Yes. Where they Well, had, it's like the Matrix almost. Yes. scene where yes. like it, it, the rotating around him in the yeah. different positions yes but the they, same position just the camera rotates and like they don't move yeah they don't move so you got like three maybe three different shots of them in three different positions and then there's even like uh an ashtray spilled over yep. so you pass by cigarettes like floating in the air and stuff this was done with um i think they actually got pit and hbc to do it but they got in those positions and they put white dots all over them and they digitally captured them, and they had to recreate everything. Again, the digital stuff in this movie. Yeah. It's surprising how well, how good it looks 20 years later. Uh, watch some movies that were made 10 years ago, and they look terrible. Terrible. And this one uh, still holds up in so many different ways. Um, arson unit. Alright, so the, the, this is the whole thing where every time he shows up to the house... They're having sex. Yeah. Right? And he can't... And now it's like ruining his life. He's like, fuck, there's crazy sex happening in this house all the time. It's super loud. The house is literally shaking as I'm mm-hmm. just trying to live my life around it. You get the shot of him in the basement, like trying to flip the, the switch and everything, the, yeah. the flooded basement and all that. And then the phone rings. He answers it. It's arson. And then the sex stops immediately. Yeah. Because he stops the sex. So he yeah. Answers so he the phone. The phone. And it's an arson unit. Yeah. They're like, hey, guys, uh, apparently uh, there's a bit of a bit of a felony. Uh, they used the uh, homemade dynamite, looks oh, like. Oh, we think that it was a felony. <laughs> we forgot to mention Bill Cosby's in this scene. It's yeah. weird how Bill Cosby oh. is the head of the arson unit. He's like, oh, we think uh, someone <laughs> took the gelatin from the jello and added uh, sulfuric acid. <laughs> is that how you do a... Uh... Something like that. Did he already give out one recipe for dynamite? No, that's later when he gives out the recipe for dynamite. Well, he gives earlier he gives a recipe for napalm, yeah. equal parts gasoline and uh, orange, orange concentrate. concentrate. Uh, here's a tip for you guys at home, all my Jolly Roger fans: equal parts gasoline and pretty much anything of some substance will make you some napalm. Oh uh, yeah, equal parts gasoline and those uh, styrofoam peanuts. Oh, those are the best. And, just, and, and you have to stir until the peanuts dissolve into the gasoline. If you can just get like a big old brick of styrofoam, and I mean, the, I, actually, and just... I prefer the peanuts; they dissolve quicker. What that mean? Like, if that, you do the whole brick, you got to do a lot of stirring. That makes sense. Yeah. But you want it to be a nice paste. Do, Anything yes. that makes a nice gasoline paste, yeah. guys, you 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 in napalm business. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> we can do this. Right around the same time uh, this movie comes out, I'm going to get into this stuff. Uh, I download the Jolly Roger. Oh, I've had, at this point in book. time, I've had both of those downloaded, printed, yeah. distributed on discs. I mean. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. Be. We have no business. We, 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 we have no business. Phone freaking was doing a, <laughs> was doing a lot of that in my spare time. I had one of those. Uh, what you have? A, a green box? A red box? Black one the, box? One of the boxes box. for the phone. I forget which one. The one that gave me the free calls. Ooh. It made the it, it made the fun tones, and yeah. you got free calls. So you get the tones. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I used to have one of those. Come on, guys. Get on your Jolly Rogers. Um, you can still get the Anarchist Cookbook, right? I'm sure. You end up on a list if you buy it. I, sure. I used to. Uh, got to buy it used in cash. I have to say, I, I downloaded mine off BBS boards back in the day. I can't remember where the hell I got it from, but I downloaded it from somewhere. Well, print it out, 
300 pages on my printer at home. Man, that took forever. Waste of ink. Um, except for their humping, Tyler and Marlo were never in the same room. Uh, I wonder why. Mm. I wonder why Jackie couldn't get them. Also, uh, so Mar- like Marla comes down in the morning and um, she's like trying to make some coffee and he's just like, get out of here. It's like, what's wrong with you? So she gets all pissed off, walks out singing song from Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. And then Tyler shows up. He's like, you got so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like laughing the whole time. Yeah. And then he's like, what do you see in her? And he gives a whole, uh, at least he's trying to hit bottom. Type yeah, of thing. and he, he does the whole story about how, Ty, quote unquote, Tyler met Marla. Yeah, so then we get the flashback. <laughs> a lot of flashbacks. In this. My, my, one of my favorite parts is when he just like, when he's, they're trying to get away from the cops, he just grabs her, puts her in the hallway, and just starts dancing. And just starts dancing. Just like, yeah, yeah, that great dance that he does. <laughs> like, and then she's like, oh, it's Alan there. And he's just like, this guy is fucked up, man. He's fucking got it, man. He doesn't say a word that whole <laughs> no. scene, actually, when he shows up and she's on the phone and she's like, you want to hear my death rattle? And she starts counting down and uh, and then he shows up during the countdown. Yeah. But then, like, when he knocks, it interrupts her countdown. I thought that was a really fun like, yeah. compression of time yep. and you got subverting here quick. Ne- yeah, subverting the explanation. And then when he sees him, so the first time we watch this movie, he's like, did I call you? And then she just, like, accepts it. She's like, man, she's so fucked up. And then and he's obviously Brad Pitt, yeah. right? That, okay, she'll accept any uh, swinging dick that shows up at her door. Really what's happening is she sees the same guy showing up dressed like a goddamn maniac. <laughs> yeah, the same guy that she was just... <laughs> just yeah. yeah. Probably only seen him dressed as a, in a button-down. Yeah, regular dude. He's a fucking red... Leather jacket, uh, 70s, like, Kramer, Cosmo Kramer shirt. Yep, the fu- fucking red glasses. Those amazing glasses. I oh. love those glasses. It looks insane. I'm pretty sure his tips were frosted. For sure they were frosted. That's Okay. <laughs> the most 90s things about this movie. Number one, frosted tips. Number two, the uh, yin-yang table. Yeah. Number three, the uh, star 69. There we go. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep adding to this list as need be, but that's your list as it stands right now. Um, at least he's trying to hit bottom. It's like, what are we doing tonight? Well, we're gonna make soap. And how do you do that? You need fat. We gotta go to the human. F- we gotta go to the liposuction place and get the human fat. Yes, because it makes the best fat. <laughs> it does make the best fat. The the creamiest, richest fat of the land. Um, it's a great sequence. Whole thing they go to steal the fan, it looks gross. The bags and everything, mm. and then the way it drips off when it gets caught on the barbed wire. Oh, it's so funny. Brad yeah. Pitt's trying to save it, he's, he's like, like trying to catch it. What's he doing? And then he slips it and yeah. falls. Great uh, physical work there from, from Mr. Pitt. Not really big into the doesn't do that many comedies, you know. I mean, unless he's dressed up in a fucking what bear suit. What kind of animal was he with the jackass guys doing the jackass stuff? A monkey suit? Uh, I think he had a gorilla mask. Go- he's go- a gorilla. Gorillas, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he'll, he'll do Jackass. This is right around the same time he was doing Jackass. Though. No, exactly. That that was like a huge reveal on Jackass. It's like, monkey, monkey, who's doing all this crazy? Oh, my God. It's Brad Pitt. <laughs> I guess he still does. He has that uh, two-second cameo, not even in uh, Deadpool 2. No, you're right. Right? Yeah. He still uh, dicks around like that. Um, The first soap was made from the ashes of heroes. He explains the uh, yeah. people cleaning the water in the river and the lime because the sacrifices are up further up on the river and all that. Yeah. Oh, true? You think that's true? More that, than likely. Right? Yeah. That's how they discovered lime? Lie. Thank you. Not lime. Lie. Uh, L-Y-E. The lie. There you go. I wrote that down wrong. You're correct. Right, the lie. And then, uh, it's like, here, give me your hand. Kisses his hand. It's like, what is this? 
It's live. And this is a chemical burn. It's a chemical burn. <laughs> Dumps it on his hand. Oof, man, what a great scene. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, again, it's all sound design. Like, they actually have a sound of, like, the hand sizzling. <laughs> hand is sizzling. I don't think that happens. I mean, it probably hurts, no, it does. but... What's your hand sizzle? You've never had a chemical burn? No. Yes. You've had a chemical burn? Yes. Why? Why? Uh, Were you trying to be a space monkey? No. So I had a wart on this hand okay. that was really persistent. You touched a frog? Uh, and like through over the course of a year, my dermatologist was like, all right, we're going to try the pad, try this, try that. Mm-hmm. And it just wouldn't go away. So mm-hmm. finally it was like, all right, so we're going to blister your hand with chemical. We're basically going to give you a mild chemical burn okay. and that will raise the skin and hopefully we'll get rid of the wart. And it did get rid of the wart, but it also gave me a tiny little thing right there. But yeah, I I had chemical burns on my palm done by a doctor for like a matter of months. And yes, that's the sound it makes wow. when your skin bubbles. That's fun. Ugh. That was a good time. Oh. You should have kept the wart. No. Right. Instead, I have a crazy scar. Why are you so anti-war that you'd rather have your skin bubble for months? <laughs> nah. It was gross, dude. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. Chemical burns. Well, he got a great one. So, on yes, I have had hand. a chemical burn. Yeah, the chemical burn. He got one on the back of his hand. Again, he did some of the whole thing with the back to his pontification. Yes. Of hitting bottom and... And uh, you gotta let go. You can't do, like, those cancer patients do over there, et cetera, et cetera. Um... Do we already get the reveal that Chloe killed herself? Did that happen? No. That happens later? No, yeah. That's it. I don't even think I wrote that part down. Because um, we don't find that out until, like, the... When we when, when they could, reconnect could, later? Exactly. Yeah, when Marla reconnects. Okay, so uh, Boss finds a Fight Club list of rules at the copier. You're not supposed to talk about Fight Club. So why does he even come up with the list on paper? Uh, Keith Tyler, whatever. God, Tyler, I think uh, Do what I say, not what I do. Falling asleep at the office again, so he he left the rules at the copier. The boss is like, what the fuck is this? So this whole thing where he's like, the person who wrote that's very dangerous. May stalk from office. Stalk. <laughs> he says it's a fear. He goes, may stalk. Stalk. Stalk from office to office. The way he says that is strange. Um, with an AR Armalite 10 rifle. Uh, like, oh, this sounds very accurate, actually. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like you did your research there, bud. Sounds like uh, you guys know what white dudes like to do, especially the angry ones. Mm. Um, it's like someone's very close to you. And then he has this great line. Tyler's words coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, hint, how can, how can they spell it out anymore hint. for you, a stupid audience member? Goes to Marla because this is when she calls him at the office and was like, I think I have a tumor. I think I have a lump. Please come and give me a breast exam because mm-hmm. I don't have to spend the money for this shit. So he agrees to go and do it. Meets her outside. She's stealing meals from Wheels Food, mm-hmm. which is uh, very funny. He checks her titty. She's fine. Mm-hmm. She's all good to go. Yep. Uh, are we done here? Yeah, she's like, I can check your prostate. Does that whole bit where she's like trying to fuck him. Yep. And, uh, well, it's because they've been fucking, but he doesn't know that they've been fucking. He don't know because, he's been fucking. Because he doesn't know that he's Brad Pitt yet. Because he's not in Tyler mode, Tyler Durden mode at this point. He's not horny for uh, for that singer puss. That's later. Uh, when he leaves her building, he sees Bob on the street. Mm-hmm. This is when he finds out that. Yep. Bob's in Fight Club, but in a different one. Fight, yeah. I go Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> it's like Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> I go what? Saturdays. So he says, all, I go, what are you talking yeah. about, Tuesdays? I go Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, we haven't mentioned yet that, that, that Bob is. Meatloaf. Meatloaf. Yeah. Michael Lee a day, a.k.a. Meatloaf Fucking a day. killing it. Doing great. Uh, I thought at this point after this movie, I was like, oh, Meatloaf's going to have a fucking fantastic acting career. Yeah. Nah, not really. Yeah, not really. No. After that. He did a couple movies, yeah. but I wonder why. I don't know. I wonder why. 
He's good in this. I wonder why. Um, he totally could have been uh, the Zodiac Killer in Zodiac. Instead of, uh, what's his face? He would have been a fun choice for a Zodiac. Instead of John Carroll Lynch. No. He's a big dude. Man, he's... Yeah, yeah, could yeah, I would have liked that. No. Yeah. That would have been a fun Zodiac alternate. Um So then they go back but it's to, right. to John, the, John Carroll Lynch is a Zodiac killer. Oh no, he's fucking fantastic. And now, now every time I see him I'm just like he's he, that's that, that's the kill, that's him. That's him, that's him. He's the Zodiac. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> Arthur, that's for sure him. That's Arthur Lee Allen. <laughs> um this is what he finds out about the legend. Have you heard about the man who started this? <laughs> and he's about to be like, oh, actually, have you heard of Tyler Durden? He's like, what? Uh, How come only people know about Tyler Durden? Yeah, because you're Tyler Durden. So then they fight. They cut to them fighting. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jack loses. And then on the way out, he's like, hugging him. He's like, thank you so much for this. Thank you. I think he explained to him at some point, like, I'm part of this. I'm part of the reason why this exists. And that's why he's thanking him so yeah. effusively. I think the first time you watch it, he's just happy about the fight. But I think he actually reveals to him because then he becomes part of it later. Yeah. Um, of the Project Man. Tyler gives a speech at the Fight Club meeting. He's like, I see a lot of new faces here. Which means you guys are you not guys, talking. You guys are breaking the rules. You guys are not not talking. You're breaking the rules. You're fucking up. Um... This is when the boss shows. This is when Lou shows up. First, he gives a speech, right? Yeah, for, yeah exactly. We get the work, working jobs we hate to buy shit we don't need, right? We got all that. We're the middle, middle children of history. Our great war is a spiritual war. Our great depression is our lives. Yeah, my great war has been uh, seventeen years of the war on terror. Again, as we record this on September eleventh, <laughs> that affects us all, whether we're overseas or not. And then, of course, also our great depression is the actual uh, near depression we've had. Oh uh, yeah, our great depression is actually a it's the actual massive recession. The uh, gr- they we had the great. Recession. They called it the Great Recession. It was a depression. Um, it was a depression. And uh, yeah, no, we have. I mean, we, we have the war in the Middle East, and, not, and, we, and we have another recession coming up not, uh, about twenty not, months away. Not to mention the never-ending drug war. Never-ending drug war that has affected us uh, nonstop, no matter who we are. Uh, these the speech rings a little more hollow to me than his old anti-consumerism. Yeah. I can get with the very concrete. We spend too much money on shit we don't need. We are living our lives in a way. That's meaningless because we're being sold a bill of goods. About, this is what make you happy. Mm-hmm. You, you need these makeup products. You need this clothing line. You need the, these drugs. You need all this stuff. I can get with that message. Yeah. This whole other thing about how uh, we're we're the forgotten children of history. What are we? How are we going to lash out violently against the world? I'm like, okay, now you're starting to. <sighs> join, a, join a KKK meeting. I don't know. There's plenty of people out there who feel just as lost as you do right now. Yeah. You know, I don't know why you gotta just burn a cross. You feel better. It makes them feel better. Um, Lou shows and then, up. Yes, the mobster scene. Who the fuck are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking, fucking Lou. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that big mama Luke yeah. with him with the gun. Um, and then he had the, it was a great scene where he's Fuck like, fantastic. Tyler sets him up to get his ass kicked. Uh, he's like, yeah, let it out, Lou's laughing and mm-hmm. he's beating him. People are like, oh shit. And then he turns it on him and just starts spurting blood and being a crazy <laughs> fucking like, maniac. Like, you don't know where I've been, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> and Lou's like, what in the hell is wrong with this guy? Yeah, this guy's fucked up. So he's like, let's keep using the basement. It's like, that's fine. On my on my mother's whatever he said. You can my use, mother's fucking ashes. On my mother's ashes. You can use my mother's urn. You can use the basement. And then he gives everyone the first homework assignment. Which is what he just did. Yep. Lose a fight. Pick a fight and lose it on purpose. And great montage. Of everybody trying to lose fights and failing miserably because <laughs> nobody wants to fight them. That's true. <laughs> I mean, who wants to get in a fight? Psychos. <laughs> Relax. People want to live their life. 
not get into a fight with the. And then these dudes are also giants. Yeah, like that one guy who sprays down the priest with the hose. Yeah, he's he's like the main bad guy in all the movies these days. Yes, he is <laughs> because he's a fucking giant. Yeah, <laughs> he's very intimidating looking. That's why he's so good in all these roles. We keep seeing him. Uh, fucking Michael Leah Day running around in that with that fat suit running around trying to chase down bike messengers. Who would want to fight these guys? No. Um, and then Jack picks a fight with himself. Yes. In his boss's office. Yes. And makes it look like it's his boss who did it to him. Fucking damn, this scene's great. Yep. For some reason, I thought of my first fight with Tyler. I am Jack smoking revenge. <laughs> I thought of my first fight. The crash through the table. The glass table's fantastic. What are you doing? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, when the, when the guards show up. Because yep. he calls the guards. Because first he tries to blackmail them. Yeah, and so he calls the security. And it's it, like, you're fired. Be, before this... Before, before the security guards get there, he whoops his own ass and makes it. Up. And then at the very end, he grabs his hands to get his hands all bloody. Yes, and so he grabs it, his shirt, yeah. grabs his hands. He so, drags blood across the floor. Yeah. So when the guards walk in. Totally it, makes it look like the dude just whooped his ass. What a mess. Yeah. Great shot of, first off, also this dude. A mouthful of blood just walking, super happy, just blood part of the Yeah, that, that's afterwards. Yeah, that's also fun, very funny. <laughs> very on the nose, very funny. But before that, we haven't mentioned at all, the guy who plays the boss. This guy yeah. is Zach Grenier, I yes. think his name is. Another dude who's like, this guy's been around forever. Yeah, you see him in a lot of stuff. see him in a lot of stuff, and the reason is because he's good. He's selling all this so well, and all the close-up of his his face, his horrified face. Yeah, Yeah. and then the close-up of his nameplate, the phone on the floor. Um, Fantastic editing in this movie, uh, the way it's all put together, for sure. Um, so this is how we get corporate sponsorship. This mm-hmm. is how Fight Club has been corporate sponsored. Now, Fight Club, now we can do week. seven nights a week. That's, Full-time that's, Fight Club. That's crazy. Leaders walk around. In the darkness and all this stuff. Um, I got the bird poop. Oh, yeah. Montage of homework assignments. Yes. The bird poop at the dealership. Mm -hmm. The airline packets with the terrified people in the flames. We got the people with the putting gas in the front of the... At the computer, the computer at the, stand because you know all you gotta do is that little bit of gas to a computer and then it explodes. Well, no, because the what? So those they're they're just monitors. Yes, correct. Yeah, they're just they're just monitors. So all they do, but, but if you drill a hole in the monitor, fill it mm. with gasoline, mm. when they you turn it on, there's an electrical spark in there that ignites and everything explodes. Oh, is that what they did? They turned it on. Yeah. The uh, scene with Raymond K. Hessel. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a, a fun scene yeah, where, where they try and fucking castrate him. No, no, no. This is when they go to the convenience store. Oh, yes. And, yes, the, and gun, the gun scene. The gun scene. They pull the dude out, and he's like, what do you want to be, Raymond K. Hessel? Uh, what are you He's like, oh, what nerd? It's a shitty basement apartment. Yep. Ray, Raymond. Say, like, how'd you know? So they give uh, they, they give them letters, letters not numbers. numbers. Uh, that's a good scene. And then you get the positive side of, of Tyler Durden's life philosophy, which is do what you want to do. Um, as opposed to, but then earlier when they're on the bus and he's looking at the abs thing, he's like, uh, uh, self improvement is masturbation. But then he's telling this guy to go back to school, and and I don't, I'm so confused, Tyler. You, uh, Tyler's is, a little confused himself. Hmm. Here we are talking about the ravings of a schizophrenic, um, anti consumerist madman. Um, but he convinces Raymond K. Hessel to quit his job and go. He's like, if you're not on your way to being a veterinarian in six weeks. I will kill you. I will kill you. I know where you live because I'm keeping your ID. Keeping your ID. Human sacrifice. That's just how we're getting human sacrifice. Later, see it on the door uh, the, of his bedroom. It says human sacrifices, and there's like probably almost 50 no. IDs back there. Um, 
we get a Run Force Run reference. Mm-hmm. So now we have to update our list of most 90s references. Uh, yeah, see, we're, we, a lot of people said Run Forest Run for a long time. For a long time. That was a huge, huge reference in the 90s thanks to the popularity of Forrest Gump. So uh, number one 90s thing about this movie was... Uh, I already forgot what that was. But soundtrack? No, but no. No, not the soundtrack. Soundtrack is fine. Frosted Tips? Frosted Tips. Number one is Frosted Tips. Number two is this now. I'm putting this <laughs> at number two, Run Forest Run. Number three, number four is uh, Star 69. Number three is a yin-yang table. A terrible Ikea yin yeah. You get it at Spencer Gifts. We're still open, apparently. Yes, apparently they still exist. <laughs> I found that out recently. I guess if a mall is open, there's a Spencer Gifts I in guess. it. I um, guess. And then we get the great explosion from the front of the, uh, the store. A really, really cool-looking explosion. Uh, Jack and Marla scene. Uh... So earlier, Tyler makes Jack be like, you can't tell anyone about us. Yes. Don't tell anyone don't tell, about us. Don't tell anybody about me. Like, don't tell them about me. Don't tell them about us. Do you promise? Yes. Do you promise? Yes. It makes some promises. That's three times you promised. Yeah. He's like, oh, shit. That's a really emphasize the promising there. It makes me feel self-conscious. Um, so then later, when Marla is like, after a fuck, she comes downstairs the next morning. He's at the table. And she's just like getting her shit, and she's like, "I'll be out of your hair," because she's now used to this, uh, yeah, this two faced bit, whatever it is. Yeah, he's like, she she goes downstairs knowing right now it's time for fucking uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister yeah. Jackass, mm-hmm. used to Mister Jackass part. The uh, he tries to be nice, right? And he's like, "Well, what do you what do you get? Us? What do you get out of latching onto a? I don't understand what a weaker person gets out of latching onto a stronger person." And then she's like, "Well, what, what do, do you, you get out of it?" Because uh, he's like thinking, "Is she referencing?" My relationship with Tyler, so he's like, "Oh no, with us it's different." And she's like, "Us, like us, like there's only us." us. There's so no. She's super confused. Yeah. Meanwhile, we hear a lot of hammering going on in the basement. Yes. And he's like, well, "I'm sorry, do you hear this noise?" And she's like, "No, no, no, you're not. You're not gonna stop this conversation now." What are you talking about? Because she thinks we're getting somewhere. Yeah. With this relationship that she wants to have, and uh, he gets he distracts himself. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea what's going on in the basement that he's doing yeah. because he's a crazy man. Yep. We got another hint of the. The link between them. Yeah, well, we're at the very end. He says this conversation. This conversation is, is over. Is over. And then they both they, they say, both they say it at the same time. Yep. And when Tyler from the basement, he does one of these, and the door closes, and the door closes, and he shuts the yeah. door behind him. Uh, and then she's like, "You're a real asshole." You know yep. Um. Then he goes downstairs to see what all the noise is about. He's building bunk beds. Yes, yeah, because he's building an army. Why are you building bunk beds for? Doorbell rings, goes upstairs. First off, they have a working doorbell. <laughs> they, they go upstairs, and... Um, it's the dude. It's um, Ricky. Yeah. It's a guy from the office. And he uh, says, get out of here. Gives him shit. Tells him to leave. Goes back inside. It's like, when the recruit t- shows up, make him wait outside for three days. He lays out all the rules to, to Jack. Jack's like, wait, recruit? What the, f- what what the, the fuck? fuck? What the fuck what are you talking about? about? But then he buys right into it, obviously. Yeah. And then it's a montage of them uh, abusing this dude on the porch until one day they go out. Three days later, he's on the porch, and so is Bob. Bob. Jack, or no, Tyler lets in Ricky, but tells Bob that he's too old, fat man, and your tits are too big. That's three reasons right there why he can't be part of the, yep. the, the Space Monkeys. Tells him to get off the porch. But then when Tyler goes inside, Jack, he, he chases Bob down. And you don't see this conversation. But I think what happened here is that he's like, listen. All I got to do is stand here for three days. got to stand here for three days. Take whatever shit we give you and you're, and you're in the club. It's like, look. I, I, yeah. And then, like, this guy just called me names. But now he's just telling me, oh, okay, so it's just part of a thing. Okay, it's part of a thing. So, so he powers up persuasion. Um, 
so he's put on the quarters. First applicant shows up. The birth of the space monkey program. Like the first monkey shot in the yep. space. <laughs> and he's like, she smacks him in the back of the head when he makes him shave his head. So he gets our, so he has recruits show up. They're all dressed in black. Yep. Makes them all shave their head. Yep. And they all got to live in the house. Yep. Like, and t- do whatever he says. Just tending to the house and doing whatever, doing whatever he says. Um, and would you live in that? Uh... No. <laughs> Even with the no the fart smell. Of the, no, no of the paper mill. No, mixer? I need a certain level of cleanliness in my domicile. That house does <laughs> that not house have did it. Not have it, <laughs> man. I don't know whose level of cleanliness that house meets, but not mine. Uh, so whole montage of that. Now the house is full of people. They're working everywhere. There's a garden out back. They're, 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 they're doing this. They're doing that. People are doing stuff everywhere. And then uh, a bunch of them are in the living room, and they're all super excited. They're like, oh, <laughs> watching TV. Great time. Uh, this is where we see Jared Leto and all yep. his blonde, dyed blonde hair. They're watching TV. Dyed blonde everything. Dyed blonde everything. He, and yo, he's a method. So no, I'm sure everything. 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 Um, TV report. Vandalism. Big smiley face on the side of a building yep. with uh, with fire for eyeballs. And they're all like, yeah, we did it. We're on the news. And then he's all like, what the fuck did you guys do? Because he has no idea what's going on. So they're all confused as fuck. Um, and then the news report is about underground boxing clubs. Yep. <laughs> Which is I found very funny because it's, it's a lot like what actually happened in the media. Where people fixated on the violence and the fighting of the movie and skipped over everything else. Yep. So like, yeah, we think it's like the underground boxing, boxing clubs. clubs. Um, and then he's like, what the fuck did you guys do? Sir, the first rule of Project Mayhem is you, you don't do talk not... about Project Mayhem. No, first rule of Project Mayhem is you do not ask questions, sir. That's what it is. You don't ask questions. Um, so then they go and attack the police commissioner. Yes, yeah, castration scene. Fantastic scene where he's like, my balls are ice cold. We we are the ones who cook your food. We guard you while you sleep. We pump your gas. We do it. Yeah. Do not fuck with us. <laughs> that's that's still a very good scene. Great, great and, scene. And great monologue. And very to the point. Very resonant. It is, you know, that's what it is. It's to the point. It's like he's at a function of some sort. The, all the waiters are their guys with terrible wigs. Yes. And uh, when he gets up to go to the bathroom, they follow him into a bathroom. They assault him and give him the speech. And it's just laid out great. He, Everything he says is accurate to his beliefs and what they're building. And, uh, yeah, it really is fucking... It's good. You will you will publicly declare there are no underground I'm boxing thugs. <laughs> <laughs> um Then we get so as they're leaving, Jack is now feeling left out of everything. He's feeling left out of Project Mayhem. He's feeling left out of this new group. And when he sees them all leaving, Tyler's like he's touching Angel Face. Yeah, that's, Jared his, Leto. that's his name, yeah. Gerletto. Angel Face. They're touching him. And he's like, uh, he's so happy with him. He's like, you guys go this way, you go that way. So he's like, I am Jack's sense of rejection yeah. at this point. So then the next scene is him fighting Angel Face Gerletto. Yes. And, uh, oh. Takes a couple hits, gives a couple hits, knocks him to the ground, and beats his face to a bloody pulp. And he beats him to a pulp. Quote, um, unquote, I just wanted to destroy something beautiful. The great quote. The, um, so where'd you go, psycho boy? The, uh, initial scene. The way it was initially cut had more shots of his face being hit, like just graphically yeah. bloody face being hit. Of course, uh, people watch the movie and like, this is, can you fix this, please? This is too much. This is too intense. And he's like, all right. He cut all that stuff out and he replaced it with 
reactions of people it's looking away going, oh. and like, oh. And, oh. That, and then they realize doing it that way, the scene, it's almost worse. The scene plays so much worse. Yeah. Like, this is so much harsher just seeing people being like, oh, disgusted by it. Uh, so they went that direction. <laughs> Similarly, <clears throat> earlier when uh, Marla is fucking Tyler and uh, she does the line, I haven't been fucked like that since, since grade, grade school. school. The original line, as it is in the book, and as they filmed it originally, was um, they plop down in bed. She looks at him and says, I want to have your abortion. Fun, okay. Fun line. Sure. A producer was like, can you change that? It's a little... Uh, okay. you know? and, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, not a problem. We can change it. Got you, bro. <laughs> uh, I've been fucking like that since grade school. school. The producer sees that. And she's like, can we go back to the nope. abortion line? And she's like, nope, I like this better. Marla, uh, HBC, had to be explained what grade school was. She's like, I don't know what, what is grade school. She had to be explained, oh, yeah. uh, secondary school? Oh, okay, yes. I understand the joke now. She's, okay. She's like, I yeah. get it. Um, he beats up Angel Face. I get him to a fucking hospital. Another hint of them being the same person. And when they go outside and it's pouring rain. Valet guy with his face all fucked up. He's like a uh, long term park. No one's you know you yeah. take this car, sir. So now they're they're establishing. I think by this point also, he got dropped off at his house by the bus. Yeah, the, by the empty bus and the bus driver's face is all fucked up. And then he nods at him as he leaves. No. So they 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 own everything. Their network is huge now. Yeah. Um. When they both get into the car, uh, first off, when the guy gets out, he only speaks to. Ed Norton. Yeah, and he the, says Mr. Durden. And, and it's... Uh, uh, now, when he says Mr. Durden, you don't see that in the same shot that he's yeah. looking at Ed, but then when it cuts so wide, you see that he's only referring to him. And then um, he goes after you, sir, and then he's only after you. And then when they both get into the car, they both get into the driver's side, yep. but then Tyler is the one driving. driving. Um, and then later, well, then they get in the car, and he's, when he's yelling him about Project Mayhem. It's like, what is this? We have to be in this shit together. Stop holding on. Just let go. Yeah, it's like, what's your, yeah, what's your problem? They, they, they take that just let go metaphor a little too literally. When he's like, <laughs> he let's go with the steering wheel. And he keeps grabbing the wheel. It's like, what are you doing? You're going to kill us. And meanwhile, there's the fun reveal of there being two dudes Mayhem in the back. guys in the back. Just like, what the fuck is going on? This guy's just talking to himself and maybe going to murder us all? <laughs> Yeah, they must be sitting there like this guy is like yelling to himself. Yeah. Um, you're supposed to include me. It's like, you yeah. know about this the whole time. It's like, this man's a crazy man. Um, so then let's go with the wheel. It's like, fine, fine, we'll let go. They put on their seatbelts. Car drifts in the rain off the road, hits a car stalled, I guess. Yeah, on the par- side. parked on the side somewhat for some reason. Crashes down the side of a hill. Cool looking crash scene. Yeah. Uh, typical Fincher, like super dark. You can't see hardly nothing. Anti. And it's like, it's crashing. And then. Uh, Tyler climbs out of one side, the passenger side, and then he climbs around the car and then pulls Jack out of the, the passenger side. And does, we just had an ear laugh experience. So that's the whole, like, yeah. they're the same person mm-hmm. type of deal. Um, yeah, so I'll let that um, And then... And then he this, wakes up however many... Like how, yeah, there's time compression. We don't know. Yeah, however many days, weeks, months <laughs> later. Because they were just in a car crash and now he's having this whole, like, weird, he's laying in bed Fading in, fading yeah. out. And Tyler's like, I imagine a world where uh, we we stalk elk through the the Sears Tower, the canyons of the, you know, he's talking about a, a collapsed world in which nature has regained control of cities and people are barely hanging on, uh, planting corn on highways mm-hmm. and, 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 and hunting for, that sounds terrible. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it's post-apocalypse, dude. No, no. 
No, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. That's your world, man. Give me convenience or give me death. Death it is. <laughs> <laughs> quick. A quick one. Um, oh, I like how he calls the house's planet Tyler. Planet Tyler because yeah. after he leaves, um, everything's just going on without him. We got one guy giving the speech in the kitchen about you are not a beautiful and unique snowflake. Yeah. Um, we got tons of people making soap, soap, like a huge production. The whole intelligentsia room there yeah. with all the they got like maps and shit and and folders marked mayhem and mischief and when what like god damn no this thing was wild like a little crazy anarchy army it must have been fun to build that to, oh, to sure. go around and and like this like this is what we have we would have driver's licenses here and we'd have this and we have that what, what would our crazy um what do you call that like a situation <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> um marla shows up Tyler isn't here. Tyler isn't here. He isn't. He went away. He's gone. He doesn't say Tyler isn't here. He just says he's not here, right? Or no, it doesn't no, he, say no, Tyler. He says Tyler, Tyler. He says Tyler isn't here. He went away. He's gone. And then maybe she thought like, oh, was Tyler a whole just fake name like all his other fake names? You know, she probably at this point in time she just she probably realized that he's a fucking lunatic. I mean, she better have God, Marla, get it together, Marla. Just because you're halfway dead with suicide attempts doesn't mean you know. Um, bunch of noise. She leaves. Bunch of noise. A, a bunch of commotion in the house. Dude, show up. Uh, homework assignment went bad. They're trying yep. to kill two birds with one stone. Yep. Destroy a piece of corporate art, but also and, and they, take out a corporate coffee, coffee chain. Yes. <laughs> so at the same time, so they blow up the, that gold ball. It rolls down into yeah. the coffee chain. Into the coffee chain. It, it smashes the coffee chain. Uh, again, like we said in the trailer, great shot. The janitor in the front with their ball rolling by. Yeah. And uh, but then the cops showed up. As they're running away. Shop up. These fucking cops, man, shooting these dudes, running away, uh, unarmed, shoot them in the back. Fucking cops. Yeah. It was a black cop, too. And it was a black cop, too. Really subverting your uh, expectations. <laughs> but then uh, Jack does point out, like, you idiots, like, you're blowing shit up and you're in ski, ski masks mask. running yeah. around. What do you think's going to... And they're like, okay, I guess that's fair. Yeah. The ski mask is sort of uh, kind of fuck up them. Well, yeah, when they pull off Bob's ski mask, his brains fall out. Dude, I was so <laughs> What a great... Great shot. The sound design is just dripping. Dude's like, whoa, I think someone throws up. <laughs> yeah, somebody does throw so up. I was like, oh, this is terrible. Um, we got to get rid of the body. got to get rid of him. It's like, no, he's a person. His name is Bob. In Project Mayhem, no one has names. His name is Robert Paulson. It's like, His name is Robert Paulson. It's like, oh, I understand. His name is Robert I like when he goes, Paulson. I understand. <laughs> In, death, In death, we have a name. A member of Project Mayhem has a name. His name was Robert Paulson. Um, not, not his name was his name is yeah his name is Robert Paulson yes exactly because he's dead get your name in death uh, so they start chanting the name he's like fuck this sucks so he goes up to Tyler's bedroom and he's like where the fuck is he what's been going on sees all the the airline, airline tickets and he's like fuck from his corporate sponsorship yeah. so montage of him flying around desperately flying around I don't know if I've seen any more Desperate flying in no. a movie. De- desperate so fast, so, so quick, so and it, still getting the same, like, asking for Tyler Durden, getting a no, but also a nod of a yes? Yeah. Everyone's being like, there is no Tyler here. Wink. <laughs> yeah, like, what? He's like, God damn it. He even gets a few straight up, like, yeah. sir. Yeah. Like, motherfucker. Um, and then finally he gets one guy, that one crazy looking dude who's got a halo. fucking, he's got the halo on because obviously he broke his neck, but he, he also, he also, he also had the kiss. They all have the, they all have the kiss now. 
And uh, he's like, is this a test, sir? He's like, no, 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 just talk to me like you would. Like, what, what, what's going on? He's like, security is tight as a drum. Yeah. Uh, you some, were here. I told you this when I'm you stuck in week. some sort of perpetual deja vu, is, it, is what, what he says. And, uh, yeah, and it's like, you're the one who gave me this. Who am I? You are Tyler Durden. And it's like, what? Boom! Runs fucking bomb in your mind goes off. It's like, what? He runs back to the office. He's confused. He calls Marla. He's like, who am I? He tries to get her to be like, no. say his name. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Jackass. We get that line. It's like, are, are we are we having sex or, or, or are we making love? He uses both phrases. Yeah. And she's like, are you trying to find out whether you think we're just having sex? Or, you know. Uh, and then finally he gets her to say, uh, Tyler Durden, Tyler Durden. Yeah. Says his name. And then he's like, motherfucker. Tyler shows up mm-hmm. in, in his shaved head. Yep. An awesome tank top, fur coat. Glasses. Yes, yes, just looking amazing. Well, looking like a million bucks. Uh, broke his, broke your promise. You, you, you talked about us. You're not supposed to talk about us, and you did. And now you see why he wanted him to make that promise, because then it all comes back at him in this moment. He's like, put it together, baby. You can do it. You can do it. It's like, yeah, and the faces he's making, it's like, yeah. It's like he's talking to the audience. Mm-hmm. Like, we've been telling you this whole time that these are the same person. Now we're explicitly telling, telling you. Telling you, they are the same person. So fucking get it. <laughs> get on board. Let's do this. We got to get like 20 more minutes of this movie we do still. Have, we do have like 20 more minutes, but then this is when my notes get really short, because at this point, man, I got so sucked into rewatching well, this yeah. thing. It, it's, well, yeah. It, it's well, so good. So, so, so at this point in time, after that, uh, he tries to go to the cops. <laughs> yes, he does. And he go to that, the arson unit. And went he's talking to the main arson guy. The he's main like, arson guy's like, you know what? Like, you know what? This is a good idea. Some of this stuff is going to check out. And and then he leaves, and the other three dudes in the room are like, "This is such a great gesture, Mister Dirty." He's like, "Oh fuck, you guys are in on it <laughs> yeah. now!" But the cool thing is, you know what? The cop pulls out Spider Co. Right fucking here, Chris. God, goddamn Spider Co. True, took out his spider coat to show that. You know, I see it now too. When I see the circle, oh, spider yeah. <laughs> it's a spider coat. All right, that, nah. it's great branding. These it guys, is. These guys know what they're doing. I was also good for aeration for for cutting yeah. the. Um, yeah, they have that great scene where they try to and they try to take his balls. Say, if anyone, we got <laughs> to take his balls. And the, 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 the comedy bit where he's yeah. like, "I am not tired of dirty." You, you said, said you'd say that. that. I am tired of dirty. You said you'd say you, that. You definitely, said definitely you'd say said you'd that. say that. Uh, so they try to take his balls. He takes their gun. Yeah, manages to get out of there with his paperwork. Yep. Then we get to Franklin Street. Yes. And then another fight with Tyler. And this is where we get fun stuff. We also skipped over the part where um, he meets up with Marla. Oh, did it be? No, he... oh, you're right. No, 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 no. You're right. We got a little bit of things, a little jumbled up here. Uh, he gets back to the house to find the house is empty. Everyone's gone. It's like what the fuck. So he tries to stop the plans. First, he meets with Marla. Before he goes to the cops, he meets with Marla. And he's like, I need you to get out of town. And she's like, fuck you. I'm leaving town. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Do it. Puts her on a bus. But I can't out. I can't know what bus you're on. It's a, it doesn't matter. The, the second she gets on the bus, two dudes stand yeah, up. Yeah, because <laughs> they're everywhere. The space monkeys are fucking everywhere. They had a scene where she orders food. And, and the, the like, entire clean. kitchen looks over and they're all like. They all nod. And he tells the waiter, clean food, please. Yeah. And so, they, well, then I recommend don't against. Don't do that. Don't, 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 don't have the bisque. Recommend against the chowder. <laughs> Um, goes to the cops. Fucking yeah. they try to call his Nazi bust out. This one he runs to Franklin Street, and he wants to disarm the bomb. So he gets to the, he finds the van. But instead, we he has to fight with Tyler. Tyler, no. First, he disarms the the bomb. First, he breaks his way in. He disarms the bomb, and he has the bit where it's like, if you know, I know. Yeah. And then a cool CG shot of like it goes into the, here, looks at this wire, looks at this wire, and he's like, oh no, not the green one. I don't want the green one. And he pulls the green one, disarms it. Yeah. This one, Tyler. Starts beating him up. 
He shoots a gun at him. He's like, you're shooting a gun at your imaginary friend. <laughs> my, my favorite part is when they're fighting, like he's whooping his ass yes. and then it'll go to the security camera yes. and you'll just see like him dragging himself across the concrete or like him just like jumping down a flight of stairs. It's crazy looking. <laughs> it is crazy looking the way he's he beats fighting himself, himself up. It's so funny. The, the fall down the stairs is amazing. Great. Just a great stunt. Yeah. And then it, they do it twice because they have to have Brad Pitt in the shot mm-hmm. then Brad Pitt out of the yeah. shot as he just, some dude just yep. throws himself down. Like, God damn it. It's like $15,000 right there that guy just made yep. falling down those stairs. Uh, Tyler, like he steps on his ankle and, and he's making all these noises <laughs> yeah. and, he, and he fucking kicks his ass, takes him upstairs. And this morning, now we're back to the beginning of the movie. Yes. Where he's in the chair. He's got the gun in his mouth. He's like, this is it. This is it. The beginning. The, ground zero. He calls it ground zero. Uh, where the buildings go down. Jerusalem. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. They call it. This is it. Ground zero. When I said any words to mark the occasion. Yep. And then he's like, what is it the line? He's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. and he says something about the, uh, the gun. I can't remember what that line was. I didn't write it down. He, um, final confrontation. Right, where and it's a ma- it's a battle of wills because it's the same person confronting himself. Yeah, exactly. So he's like, uh, 60 seconds, can you see all right? Trying to get him to be like, come on, this shit's happening. And then he's like, no, no, this isn't. Uh, it's like the gun's on your hand. It's in mine. It's in my hand. And then, and then the music goes, it stops for a second. Yeah. And, it goes, <laughs> and then when he puts it, when he puts yeah. it to his own head, like the music stops, and he's like, what are you doing? Puts it to his head. It's like, where are you going with it's this? like, well, what are you doing here? He's like, but no, n- not my head. Yeah, our, our, our head. head. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like Tyler's. Um, uh, like fascination with it. Yeah, he's, he's like, 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 ooh, wait a minute, you're like, getting, you're getting a little crazy. Like, yeah. I, I didn't think you were this kind of dude. Like, this <laughs> is an interesting turn. I want to see where this goes. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, I want you to listen to me. My eyes are wide open. Sticks the gun in his mouth, pulls the trigger. Yep. Uh, it comes out it's like in slow the motion. Back of his jaw. You can actually the way they animated it, and I only noticed because I watched a special feature. And I'm talking about. I didn't rewatch it for this. This yeah. is when I watched these features over and over in college. They animated the bullet, yeah, the crushed bullet bouncing off of his jaw and going in the opposite direction. So when you watch it, and it's a slow motion scene anyway. Yeah. You you can actually see a fragment going forward instead of backwards yeah. in the direction of the gun because it bounces off his jaw. But because of the whole mental thing about it, he's like, I am killing my alternate persona. Yeah, you cut the, to Tyler and. He goes, you see smoke coming out of his it's mouth, like, and he goes, what's that smell? What's that smell? <laughs> smoke ring. And then the cuts of the back of him. And he had, the back of his head's blown out. <laughs> blown out. He falls, dies, but then there's no body disappears because there's, no, yeah. there's, no, there's no one there. Mm. Uh, at that moment, space monkeys show up. With Marla. With Marla. Um, now, this was confusing. Here's the most nitpicky thing I can do about this, despite our list of most 90s things. They disarmed the bomb in that building, in the Franklin building. Yeah. Right? So that building was planned to be demolished. Yes. At one point, Tyler says, 60 seconds. Can you see all right? Um, all these space monkeys showed up with bags of beers and snacks and so many snack foods. But they showed up like 30 seconds before the bomb was scheduled to go off. Exactly. They were all supposed to die. They were all supposed to die, yes. <laughs> so how come they weren't already there for like an hour drinking and, uh, and eating their cookies? They showed up at 11.59 and 30 seconds yeah. with unopened beers to be like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> I, very confusing. Yeah. But but anyway, 
So uh, Marla, they drag Marla up there, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Sees his face, and he's like, "No, no, it's fine." So like, don't worry about it. We're all it's good. cool. Everything's fine. It's like you guys go downstairs. I see it down there. He's just like playing it all off. Like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll figure all this out. I like how nonchalant he's about yeah, it. He's like, "No, I'm fine. Hey, no, I'm fine." Like, I got yeah. blood spurting out of his mouth. Yeah, when he, when literally he holding it, he's like, oh, "I'm fine." Yeah, and everyone's like, <laughs> "Sir, you need serious medical attention." No, 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 everything's good. Yeah, no, it's good. Marla's like, "What the fuck?" He's like, "Don't worry about it." You met me at a weird time in my, my life. life. And then Where's My Mind starts playing. Everything explodes. And then there's a giant penis. We get we get our own <laughs> little... We get our own cock at the end. Yes. Um, all the buildings blow up. And they hold hands. It's like, uh, maybe. Because, you know, he got rid of Tyler. Regain, he regained control of his life. So, uh, the next phase is going to be better, probably. Definitely different. Different. Definitely different from what came before. Mm-hmm. Probably better for him. He's going to be living with Marla Felice a little while. It's a... It, for all the nihilism and and angst and at the end is a glimmer of hope. At the end, it ends with hope. It's like children it's like of the men. Glimmer. It, 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 the, uh-huh. One of the buildings that blew up. It should have had a dust cloud that said hope. And it goes, that's what. That's uh, what we're see, left with. Children of men was so. It was so iffy about it. It, it was, was so like the very end. You're like. Oh my god, she's just gonna be out there in the middle of the fucking ocean and this movie's just going to end like oh thank god there's a light. It's like, it's like the last ten seconds of the movie gives you something. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh we'll say the buildings go down, where's my mind? And uh two hours and twenty minutes, movie's over. Um so much of it, like ninety nine point five percent of it still holds up so well. Yeah. Though the messaging is a little Especially now, a little tone deaf in terms of uh, really how men feel in this country. But uh, but some of it is very mm. spot on, though, with the consumerism, mm. right? All the consumerism stuff. I mean, it, we have not gotten it's any even worse. better. It's even worse. Yeah, it's now even worse than, now than it was then. And um, but it, it it's made so impeccably well for a it's long time. Fucking David Fan. David Fincher. Dude knows long, how to make fucking movies for a long time. One of my most favorite movies ever. Uh, no, it's not even necessarily my favorite Fincher movie. My favorite Fincher movie is Zodiac. Yeah. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Duh, Chris. Doy. <laughs> Come on. To bring it back around to my cousin who introduced me to Fight Club in the beginning, all the way back to the beginning of this episode, when I told him, I was like, oh yeah, Zodiac, it's my, it's my favorite Fincher movie. He was like, what? <laughs> even more than Fight Club? Yeah. And, I was like, and even only slightly more than the game, but I yeah. Like, I was like, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry buddy, but yeah. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> it happens. People grow. Things change. Art stays the same. Yeah. And um, but man, it was a it's a great movie to sit down to like rewatch. Even having seen it so many times, it was almost a type of thing where as I'm starting the movie, my God, I've seen it so often before. But then, I, over 15 years since I've seen it, so uh, it, it's been long enough. I'm like, oh yes, yes, it's, it's, it's exciting and fun, and now I want to watch. Uh, I want to watch the game and seven and Pan. I want to watch all the Fincher movies. Have we we watched the game recently? I know we have. We have. I know we have. Not for the show. No, just regular, just like. Oh, that's very possible. <laughs> like within the last couple years, Shit, I've man, seen, I was I've watched up, the game. I was up to midnight last night rewatching a, a Thief for like a thousand yeah, times. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, what? I'll probably watch the second half of it tonight after you leave. I'm, I'm gonna finish this movie that I've seen so many times. Man, that's what we could talk about. I love, I love that movie. Uh, there we go. So that's your Fight Club episode. We enjoyed it so much. We did. And we hope you enjoyed the episode, because we did it for you. You guys voted for it. Well, at least some of you did. Well, at least three of you The did. three of you who the voted three. for it. Well, I hope the Good three job, of guys. you who voted for this enjoyed it. It would suck if halfway through it, you were all like, oh, this is terrible. I mean, you never know. 
you, you will know. You never know. You will know when they unsubscribe to our Patreon. Oh, our family no, Patreon. Actually, You'll know. I won't. I'll I'll let you know. Okay. For example, uh, David unsubscribed. Hey, David. Uh, I think uh, I think he he only paid a dollar. He did lowest tier. I'm not trying to blow up people's tears, but he only paid a dollar, and I think he did it just so he'd get our midsummer episode because mm. he's obsessed with that movie. That's fine. Yeah. Then, so he paid a dollar. He paid a dollar, got the midsummer episode, and left. Thanks. That's fine. Uh, cool. Thanks, How do you want to do it? As long as you don't steal that RSS feed and like keep leeching off us without paying the monthly fee, that would suck. But otherwise, we appreciate it, David. Uh, so yeah, we're down to eighteen. Right. We went down. We went 18. down to eighteen. Yes. Yes. Right. Sorry, Gapetoberfest episode. <sighs> now it's even, go. Now it's even further away. <laughs> it than really it was is. a couple weeks ago. And all right, so that's it. We uh, I tried to get this done a lot quicker, but it didn't happen. We had a lot to talk about. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about this week. It's fucking crazy. Okay, I need to eat food. So, so thank you, Drew. You're welcome. Thank you, listeners. Peace out. A PFT Media Production.